good morning. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. Stan the Fan Charles is in as he is every Friday morning. Actually, he wasn't in last Friday morning now that I say that. And I guess none of us are going to be here next Friday morning. But other than all of those Friday mornings, he's in every Friday morning. Good morning, Stan the Fan. How are you? Like clockwork. Correct. <laughs> With a powdered cake donut. Did you get you they didn't they weren't sold out? No. Do they now know? Like did you uh, assert your authority of the local Dunkin' Donuts to make sure that on Friday mornings I have there no, would be I have no authority. Well, I, bu- I would think that you would there's have too many, You're staying the fan charge. There's too many Dunkin' Donuts all over the map. Okay. They are the most convenient place. I mean, Royal Farms are sponsored. I, mean, do we do? I love I love me some Royal Farms. Yeah. To make that abundantly clear. Right. But but Royal uh, Farms has bowls now, by the way. Very excited about getting over to try. I'm a big bowl fan. Like it's just a pr- my preferred. I don't like bread. Like it was easy for me to give up bread mm-hmm. years ago because bread does nothing for me. I Royal like Farms. Bread. I like bread. Oh, no, it makes one of us. Royal Farms. You like bread? No. I like bread. I don't, you know, I like I like this kind of bread. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> but uh, that kind of bread, no, it does nothing for me whatsoever. I like bread. Well, I mean, yeah. that's gonna make one of us. I, I I've always said bread is nothing more than a vehicle. For other food. Micah, Griffin, do you like bread? I like bread. But what do you... Okay, yes. Let's talk about this more. Do you really like bread, or are you just used to eating bread? I'm just goofing on you All with right. Judge Kavanaugh about beer. Oh, sorry. I like beer. Oh, I like bad. beer. Bad. I like beer. Do you yeah. like beer? I like beer! Senator, do you like do you, beer? I you like have beer to start, a lot. You have to start crying, though, yeah. in order to really get your message across. <laughs> and squee and squish <laughs> and all my friends. God. We like beer. Um, yeah, I'm not a bread guy. Not no. a bread guy. Anyway, the moral of the story is you can always meet Stan the Fan on Friday mornings if you want to stop by. The Don't mention it again. I had several. Oh, I mean, I had five awkward. or six. Yeah. It was, was TMZ. And they were all female stalkers. Well, that happens. Was TMZ there? No. You didn't say anything stupid to the camera, did no. you? That's always, Nancy, always very... Nancy Pelosi wasn't there all right, either. All right, very yeah. good. Uh, we got a lot to do on the Friday edition of the program. Mike is running the board today, so if anything goes wrong, it's his fault. Um, and... And Griffin gets off the hook for that, which is great news for him. Don't they know you're doing the show this morning? Who's calling you? Don't they know you're doing the show? It's a Friday. What the hell's going on? It was a a bot call. Oh, all right. Bot call. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, Bruce Feldman's going to join us, uh, Fox Sports and The Athletic. Um, one of the stories that we didn't have a lot of t- opportunity to talk about this week was Biff Pogey getting the uh, head coaching job at the University of Charlotte, which is a wild, like, you know... It's like Bruce, an out-of-nowhere story. Bruce Feldman labeled him as one of the most interesting men in all of college football, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like, when I talk about Biff Pogey, honestly, that's the word that I come up with because I don't know how else to describe it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, he's a, he's a very odd duck in a lot of ways, and highly successful, married, as I understand it, married into money, but then made a fortune mm-hmm. in uh, hedge fund, hedge fund mm-hmm. stuff, and then get, worked his way to to coaching at Gilman. Yes, you know, and became the head coach there. And our friend, uh, late the friend Buzz Battaglia, worked for him for years, along with Stan White mm-hmm. and um, Joe Airman. Yep. they loved them, swear by him, and they he built a monster well, high school and program. Many of his former players would tell you he's wonderful. He yep. is a wonderful wonderful man yeah but he's he's an enigma in a lot of ways we he's, we tried to get him we did that tv show on channel yeah. two for about six years 500 shows 
We never could get him. I think I've talked to Biff Pogey twice in my life. Yeah. In he, my life, that I think time I've had you two said, conversations. He said, get out of the way. Kid. Correct. He yeah. <laughs> said, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> um, and the St. Francis thing, you know, as I said, HBO is doing a documentary about St. Francis. I, I, I was always uncomfortable with it. It was always uncomfortable for me because... I did not like the idea of it being painted as some sort of charity mission from Biff Pogey because he was trying to win football games. And look, the people at Gilman, the, the a new uh, what do they call the person that, that runs a, a private school, the the not the ringmaster, no. the, uh, the, uh, the, the headmaster. The headmaster. The headmaster. Yeah, That's thank it. You. I got part of it right. Yeah. Headmaster. Uh, I like beer. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, That's right. all I'm going to say. Hey, I was down with Squee. Uh, 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 no, but. The head, the new headmaster came in, and he said, "What is this with this football program? That's not our priority. Our priority is teaching kids. You know, not bringing kids in mm-hmm. that don't really belong here, i.e., racial lines, economic lines. You know." And Biff was out, and they changed the direction of what they were going to do with, and, and, with football. And, and then somehow he ended up with Jim Harbaugh out in Michigan. And I heard this story. Back in like 2016, when it was just happening, because my friend Rick Schaefer is a friend of Biff's Mm -hmm. and got involved with that trip. Remember when they went to uh, uh, Michigan, went to uh, Rome? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100% in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, Rick was very instrumental in working on the logistics of that trip. uh, And they went to Italy, where it wasn't, and mostly in Rome. But they met with the Pope, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and it got a lot of media attention because Jim Harbaugh was still kind of the new. Yeah, yeah, he had just come back to the college level, and he was going to turn Michigan around, and he was doing things that nobody else was doing at the time, and he was going to revolutionize college football. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm interested. This story is very interesting to me. We're going to talk to Bruce Feldman about that. We'll also just talk some college football in general yep. with him. Uh, he's going to join us. Of course, it's Friday, so Bo Smolko will check in with us. Press Box Ravens beat writer. Ravens Panthers coming up on Sunday. Again, second straight day that both Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews practiced. Mark Andrews doing a weird bit where he's not coming out to practice until after reporters are gone, but he has practiced both the last two days. So, Does that mean to you that he's definitely going to play? I, if guys are practicing throughout the week, they're playing on okay. Sunday. Like I, it, there are so few examples of guys that practiced practice. throughout the week and didn't play in the game. That Is Ojabo practicing? Yes, but he's been practicing. Uh, he, he's on a different the, it's program. A different, it, it's a different conversation with David Ojabo right. because he's never played before, right? Like, this is just a... I don't know what to make. I don't know why they started his clock when they started his clock. If right. he wasn't going to be ready to play, like there's a lot of questions I have. That there. would be an interesting guess for if Tyus could wing him in. Oh, I'm sure he could. But yeah. Ty, I mean, Tyus has been busy bringing out the heavy hitters no, but, all season long. But he'd long. be a fascinating. Yeah, I'd love to talk yeah. to David Ajabo. But um, yeah, we'll get you segment number three of the Tyus Bowser show with Calais Campbell. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He's pretty big, uh, literally, literally quite a large man. I call uh, him Double C. Double C, that's you, because you guys are, are cool. You guys go oh, hang out on yeah. Doesn't he stop by Dunkin' Donuts, too, on Friday morning? Meets me every Friday. It's a big party. Uh, we'll get you that a little bit later on. And we might, uh, my friend Stevie Daniels from uh, ABC2 might be stopping by in the 11 a.m. hour as well to uh, tell us a little bit more about just how miserable it's going to be on Sunday. You're committed to going on Sunday, Stan. Yeah, I'm committed. You're No matter what, no matter how, you wake up, you walk outside, 
there's no turning back around and walking back into the house and saying, I'll, I'll sit in front of the TV for this one. No, I'm committed. This. Okay. I'm committed this week. Now, that commitment doesn't mean, like, don't give me one of your bets. I'll bet you that you have to sit through every minute of that <laughs> game wait, for is, every this, minute. Oh, okay. You're saying you're going to show up. I'm going to show up. Um, it, the, the com- how, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take the wind, you know, right. I'll feel how the wind is. At the end of the first quarter, you might decide maybe you've had I'm, enough. I'm expecting the Ravens are 13-point favorites. Yes. If this was a two-and-a-half-point game, you know, or a pick or something, I might say, you know what, I'm going to watch this at the couch. I'm thinking I go down, I spend $30 for parking, spend about 20 on food, mm-hmm. I've spent 60 on the ticket already, 65 or whatever it is. And I'm in for the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably a good portion of the third okay, quarter. All right, so if, it's, if it's 20, 27 to 6 in the middle of the third quarter, I'm probably out. So when my wife and I went to the Maryland-Wisconsin game a couple weeks ago, which was some of the worst weather I've ever experienced in the history of going to football, glad I, glad I flew to Chicago. <laughs> then got upsold on a rental car at the because they did the bit where I needed to be in Madison in two hours. Right. And they were like, oh, funny thing, we don't have a car for you. But, hey, if you want to pay a little bit more, we'll give you an SUV, which is great for gas mileage, top of everything. Sure. Glad I went through all of those hoops to go <laughs> sit, <laughs> sit in the, the worst miserable weather. cold rain. By the way, at one point, hail. Hail. Hail at <clears> one point. <throat> to watch the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. It was just a tremendous time. But we had decided we were going to stay. So the big thing at Wisconsin games, the end of the third quarter, they do they play the song Jump Around, and the whole stadium literally jumps up. It's, it's a right. really cool tradition in college football that you have to experience. So I said, no matter what, we're staying till jump, jump around. Then we'll see where the game is at that point. It was still a two-score game at that. Like right. Maryland hadn't done anything, right? But it, it was still a feel. It, it was still a two-score game at that point. So I said, "All right, let's see how this drive goes. If Maryland goes down and scores, we'll we'll stick." Her. And I, this I, is your wife, my wife, who yeah, you, who you're the poor who thing doesn't you're really through. care about being the, right. No, she she's, she likes going to football games, right? Because she likes beer. Exactly right, and squee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she loves her some squee. So I said, let's just see how this drive goes. If Maryland scores, we stick around. If not, we've been here. We're miserable. Like, we can go ahead and go. I swear to God, the first play of the third quarter was an interception. (laughs) And I'm like, well, baby, (laughs) good news for you. We can start walking up those stairs and headed right out of here. Um, yeah, so you are going to go on Sunday. I'm committed. I, I Taking my cousin Stuart as a guest. Very nice. I got to tell you something, though. The... The show we did two weeks ago when you were going to Wisconsin the next day, it reminded me of a story that Josh tells about a local comic. Do you remember Dan Rosen? Vaguely, okay. yes. Dan was he went, moved to L.A. about yeah. 20 years ago, but he was one of the funniest guys. I, you know, uh, as a buddy, he was one of the funniest guys. He was hung up on this woman for a long time. And Josh is at a game at Fenway Park. And Dan and he are together. Okay. And Josh starts telling Dan, uh, he go, not not he goes, hey, have you talked to uh, Nancy lately? Right. She, you know, and he, he goes, no. And Josh knows he's really hung up on Nancy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, because she's she's getting married next week. Oh, <laughs> she's getting married oh. next week. You didn't. Uh, oh. And Dan's oh. mouth 
like open, you know, because he's still really hung up on her. And that was what I looked like when I got the weather report. It was exactly reminded me of that. Why did I tell you what Josh did to me on that? So as we're so we I go through the we're doing a whole planes, trains and automobiles thing to get to the game and back. So legitimately arrived in Chicago. Everything's gone right. We've already, we've gotten there in plenty of time. Then the rental car company's like, "Yep, yeah, sorry, don't have a car for you." Which is, of course, that that's a fair way for them to run a business. That, yeah. uh, what a what a well regulated industry that is. Right. Um, so they upsell me. Now it's costing me an absurd amount of money. The reason why I did this, I was like, I could fly into Chicago, get a very reasonable price. But you had Wisconsin, didn't you? What's you that? Bet on Wisconsin. Yeah, I did. I bet on Wisconsin. <laughs> you so knew you had good. that money in the pocket. So I, I take the SUV. I realize, God, our gas mileage is going to suck. <laughs> Everything about this is going to suck. But the drive from Chicago to Madison is not bad at all. It's one highway the whole way. Right. And you can go 90 the entire time. Like, there is no... And the rain wasn't that bad on the drive? It, it was... It was it was misting for okay. the most part on the drive. The rain was bad in Madison. Right. Right? In, right. in Chicago, it wasn't raining. Okay. It was misting as we got closer. Once we got to Madison, it was miserable. So I'm walking in. The other thing, too, we've, of course, never been to Madison, so we don't know where we're parking. I tried for the entire week to find a parking pass that I could buy online. I couldn't find one. Okay. So we had agreed, like, as soon as we see somewhere where they're advertising parking, we're parking. We're just going to park, and we're just going to follow everybody to the stadium because we don't know where we're going. Right, exactly. Like, this is the plan. Our best, our best course of action for all of this is just park, get out, walk behind everybody, get to the stadium. And time-wise, it's the kickoff was at noon out there. It was right? at eleven central. Eleven, 11 central. central, noon Eastern. And yes. what time are you pulling up near we the stadium? Ten forty. Madison. It was more like ten twenty. Okay. Yeah, it was more about ten twenty. It was a legitimate two-hour okay. straight shoot drive to right. Madison. We're right. into Madison about ten twenty. We said the first time we see somewhere to park, we park, we get out. Right. So everything's going fine, except it's a very long walk. We, we made the mistake of the first place we saw for parking. Should have gone like the third yeah, or Yeah, maybe place. the 10th. Like, right. Maybe we should have. <laughs> but that's fine. Life goes on. We didn't know what we were doing. We had agreed to this. As soon as we saw somewhere to park, get out, walk. And we're following all these people towards the stadium. And everything's good. I start to see the stadium. I realize we're going to make it. It's about 1045, and I look down at my phone. And sure enough, Josh has texted me. And I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I don't know if I've read it yet. It was, there was a moment where I realized what was going on. So Josh, who we love, of course, Stan's nephew. He has a good sense of humor. Very, ta- very talented actor. Yeah. Um, texts me at eleven at eleven thirty two a.m. So ten thirty two Wisconsin time, and says, "You guys make it in safely." <laughs> and I realized what he's hoping. Is that the answer is no, that something has gone wrong. Oh, he's asking, he's saying it as a question. Yes, he's asking, you guys make it in safely. And I realize it's because he's hoping I say no, no, it's miserable. Because then he's going to say, get on a plane, fly to New Orleans, come meet me in New Orleans. That's the way it's because he spent the entirety of the two weeks trying to talk trying to, to me. Talking exactly going, right. So which I is what you wanted to do anyway. Of course it was what I wanted to do. It would have been but great to be able to go with Josh. You couldn't because your she wife couldn't get off on Tuesday. And I had promised to spend a weekend with right. my wife. Don't right. get me wrong. My, my wife loves Josh too. Right. But it, me going for a weekend with Josh in New Orleans would not have gone over great right. after, gotcha. after all of that. Gotcha. So he definitely was rooting for me to say no. Sorry. Or no, I we weren't able to make it in. Had a disaster at the airport, and he would have said, "The old uncle doesn't get an invite." I don't. Oh, get, I, I, never, sh- I, I never. I never. I'm get sure an invite. he would have loved to have in, had you join him. In never your, get. An I'm invite. sure that's not. Never the case. get an invite. Yeah. 
you know what? Did you invite him to the game on Sunday, or did you just invite Stewart? Okay. All right. Well, All right. I never have to invite him because he sits with the. the yeah, it's true. He's got yeah, right. The shoddy. You know, it's not like he's out front going. Anybody <laughs> got a ticket? Anybody got a ticket? I'm Josh Charles. Anybody got a ticket? If you're like Stan and you're going to the game on Sunday, stop by the game day firehouse before the game, Ridgely Street, twelve oh two Ridgely Street. In fact, just west of the stadium, and sample some cooking from the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can also register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill as well as. $500 worth of grilling meats. You can always use the code TAILGATE. You can save $100 when you order your own Ginsu Kamado Grill at ginsugrills.com. Do they sell beer there at the firehouse? Yeah, unlike, like unlike in Cutter. I like but Did you hear what's going on at the World Cup? No. Two days before the start of the World Cup. The announcer's going to be no, no beer. beer. No beer. There's already nothing Judge else. Judge Kavanaugh's not going No, there. correct. He's not going to be able to make it. There's already nothing else. There's already no Sand no and dust. Sex, no nothing. You're not allowed to do anything in Cutter if are you're going men, to the World are Cup. Are men allowed to walk without a face, you know, uh, covering? Uh, yeah, in Cutter, absolutely. Okay. Yes, right. Men are. Good. But yeah. I, I, it's already, look, this was already the, the single worst it's decision the war- in the yeah. history of sports. No question about it. This is already embarrassing. Now add to it, they had no told beer. the people that were coming, well, you could at least have beer at the games. Now they're saying. No, there will be no beer sold at World Cup games in Qatar on top of everything else. But you can get beer at the game day firehouse on Sunday if you stop by. And given the weather on Sunday, you're probably going to need a lot of it. You're probably going to need – that was the most disappointing thing about Wisconsin. Unlike Maryland where they started selling beer – Wisconsin, Wisconsin had still, no beer? Well, at the football game. At the football game, it's, no beer. It's still a relatively new thing in college football, right. like selling beer at games. But you could have had it at the if you'd gotten there at like 10.30. Yes, if we had gotten there a little and, bit earlier, there would have been plenty of tailgate options for us yeah. in order to enjoy some beer. But my wife looked around and was like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to need a beer. And we walk up to the uh, the area where they're... No, no, no beer. Not an option. So instead, she pounded hot chocolate for the entirety of the game. I think I bought about $50 worth of hot, hot chocolate, chocolate at the Wisconsin football game. It, uh, it, it, was a, it was a whole thing. It was a whole ordeal. And they play uh, Ohio State this weekend. Maryland does, yes. And a, a quick reminder, I need people to – I will be there collecting uh, canned food uh, tomorrow. I will be down in College Park. Our friend A.J. Francis is holding his sixth annual – Canned Food Drive and uh, myself, uh, Tori Smith, and a few others, we will be there helping AJ out. We hope that you will come down. If you're headed to the game, if you're not planning on going to the game, just swing by beforehand. Swing, are, are swing you, by. Are you doing? Um, are you doing your coach thing this year? I haven't heard you plugging it. Or are I'm, you taking a year off? We're not going to take the year. We're not going to do coats this year. Okay. So this is the. Everybody's got a coat now. Well, not every. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, it's, <laughs> let me let me finish this thought. All right. Please stop by with your canned goods yes. um, for the game tomorrow, Maryland Ohio State, as we will be collecting them at starting at two o'clock. Uh, before a 3.30 kickoff, so please come by with uh, your non-perishable food items to benefit Sarah's House, a wonderful charity in Anne Arundel County. Will they take cash, too, at the, you know... At oh, the, yeah, I guess they would, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, at the sure. Oreo food drives, they, the wise food drives, yeah. you can throw 20 bucks in or yep. something like that. So yeah. please please do that. Um, that's one. Number two, uh, thank you for asking, Stan. We are going to be announcing some details about this next week. This is the reality. Helping Up Mission doesn't need more coats and clothes right now. We have we have donated so many over the course of the last couple of years that they actually don't 
they don't have space. It's, a, it's not a, a problem. Yeah, it's okay. it's That's, not their biggest need this year. Now they do still have needs. Their needs are underwear and toiletries. That's what their needs are. So I am working right now with our friend Chris Sherrard from the Helping Up Mission to figure out exactly what this is going to look like. I am going to at least do a fundraising drive for us to go over and purchase um, new underwear and toiletries for the Helping Up Mission. So I'm working on details. Uh, Clayus Campbell and Tyus Bowser sign, autographed a helmet for me that I'm going to raffle off. I'm going to be asking everyone to make a $25 donation, and you get a spot in the raffle, and we're going to give away an Include autograph. Include me in that. I appreciate I that. that. Thank you, Stan. Um, but That's I'm the ask... least I can do for you. Well, it really, and, and, really and is. Never honestly. let it be yeah, said right? that I Correct. didn't do the least Correct. I can do. Um, well, we're going to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look to raise about $2,500 to go purchase underwear and toiletries. And then we're going to try to do some other things. Jeremy Kahn and I are working on an idea uh, for doing a, a drinking show that maybe somebody can come in and hang out if you're willing to donate a little bit more. And we're still going to try to set up some collection places. It's just a little bit difficult. Instead of going to your closet and pulling out old coats, we'd need you to go out and purchase new items or donate Target gift cards ha- for us to have use. Have you thought about talking to people at either Target or Walmart yeah. about maybe you spend with them we, we and already, they, we will, have, we and they, a, will, fact, they will donate? We some. have a standing deal with uh, the White Marsh uh, Target location Great. that we're going to be doing something Great. like that with Great. them. So. Great. Um, uh, we'll give you more of those details next week. We're still sort of hammering some of them out right now, but thank you for asking about that, Stan. We will okay. be doing another drive for Helping Up Mission. It's just going to be a little bit different this year. And thank you to all of you. And it's not totally tied in with the holidays. It's going to be ongoing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we're going to try. Winter. We're still yeah. going to okay. try to tie it around the holidays as much okay. as we can. Um, okay. But, you know, no, it's not imperative that we have it wrapped gotcha. up by the holiday. Okay. All right. Very good. Now. I'm really interested in chatting with our next guest because, as we were talking about at the top of the show, Biff Pogey taking the job at Charlotte is fascinating to us. Um, We'll also talk some, uh, maybe a little Terps, some college football as well. Joining us now, you see him on Fox, you read him in The Athletic. He is Mr. Bruce Feldman, and he's with us here on GCR. Bruce, it's Glenn Clark and Stan the Fan Charles in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us. Let's see if we can't uh, get that squared away. Is Bruce Feldman from the Athletic is slated to join us? For, oh, hey Bruce, how are you, sir? Oh, good. Good morning, guys. I could hear you, and I was like, I don't know if I can hear me. Uh, yeah, good unfortunately, morning. but I appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time for us. Um, Bruce, take me back a couple of weeks. It's interesting the timing of this. You you wrote this piece for the Athletic about Biff Pogey. Did you know then that he was on the radar for whether it was the Charlotte job or? Other jobs. Yeah, some jobs. Yeah, that there was really an, a possibility that Biff Pogey was going to end up being a head coach. No, I'll, I'll give you the guys the chronology. So Big Noon, our pregame show at Fox, had Michigan four weeks in a row. It's obviously a lot. Um, the first week, I got introduced to Biff before one of the games by a Michigan assistant I knew. We talked for, I don't know, five, ten minutes and kind of connected. Um, and then the second week, was interesting where, you know, we had some longer conversation on the field and I had talked to a couple of people I know. And, you know, this is kind of in the guise of what exactly has changed about Michigan, how Jim Harbaugh goes from two and four in a year, they didn't even play Ohio state. He's on the hot seat. He took a massive pay cut. Now all of a sudden, you know, they won the big 10 and they're blowing people out. Like what's the change? And it's, the way it kind of came together was the more people I talked to, the more it was like, it was kind of fortuitous that I ended up 
you know, connecting with Biff. And then I would end up talking to guys like Mike McDonald, who is the old, you know, you guys mm-hmm. know who that is, obviously, who's the old defensive coordinator there. And I've known Mike a little bit for a while. And, and we talked, and he raved about Biff. And I was like, all right, I, maybe there's more of a story. And I told our editors about it. That's like, you know, two weeks in. Bruce, and can I Bruce, can I, I just I, ask you a real quick question? Had you known the name sure. before? I did, yeah. Okay. Because he was so successful. Like I remember yeah. Victor Biamiri. I remembered some of those players that, you know, went to Notre Dame. I guess they were, you know, that's almost twenty years ago. It's fifteen years ago. So I knew his name. Okay. I mean, how do you forget that name? Yep. But I'd actually never met him. And I think what was interesting was I was on the field talking to Loxley before that first game and he had mentioned Biff. And I didn't really think about, oh, Biff is on is on the other sideline. And then, like, five minutes later, somebody introduced me to him. And then the next thing I know, we're, we're having these long conversations. And the more, I, the more I asked, the more people I talked to, the more fascinated I got. So somewhere around probably the third week when we started working on – when I told my editor, about, hey, I got this story. I think it's going to be really amazing. Um, that's when I started hearing, wait a minute, he, you know, like, oh, he was a candidate for UConn, and now – he might make some sense at Charlotte. And there's like one or two other places that you could possibly see them at least interview him. And so that's how it started to get momentum. And then, you know, as the story was getting closer to print, I knew that there was a legit chance that he could get hired by somebody because I think you knew that when he went through the interview process, he was going to blow it away and Mm -hmm. he was going to be a lot different than most of the guys they interviewed clearly he's going to be different than most anybody who interviews for any job anywhere which is makes him you know you use the word interesting it's a word that i've used i've sometimes said enigma but i feel like when we say enigma sometimes it comes off with a negative connotation and that's not what i'm attempting to say he's really truly one of the most fascinating individuals that we've ever seen come through this city over the years and 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 clearly look i know that there's a lot of characters in college football but he comes off as one of the more fascinating characters in the sport at the moment. He does, and you could write. I mean, I think my story was, was under four thousand words, and it started out longer than that. But it could have been ten thousand words. You know, obviously, I would say you could write a book about him, but Jeffrey Marks did, and it and it was amazing. And then there's like this other, you know, second act and third act. And you know, I said to my editor, you know, who was unfamiliar with him, as I you know wrote the first draft. And I was like, hey, by the way, I don't, just to put in context, like this is not something he's bragging about, but the guy I'm talking about, this is like, oh, he did well in the stock market on the side. Right. You know, right. it's like, like I was like, you know, I didn't want that to be a big part of the story because, look, what he, what he did at St. Francis and what he, you know, what he did certainly at Gilman, you know, people who know, know. But, and to me, the story was really what he has done at Michigan and this kind of, again, I don't even know if it's the third act, second act, however you want to call it, but like, just for context, by the way, this guy made a real fortune, not just a small fortune, you know, as a hunt, you know, as a business whiz and has been doing that for 30 years, but also why it's relevant is because he really knows how to manage people. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating. I said like, when I told, when I reached out to Jim Harbaugh, he got back to me and I told him what I was doing. He got back to me in like five minutes. When I reached out to Alabama, Nick Saban got back to me, you know, within an hour. Um, you know, they don't do that for just, they don't do that for just like, you know, any, any like, you know, assistant coach who's, you know, who may be getting a job or whatever. I mean, that's the, 
not just the respect, but I think the loyalty and the admiration those guys have for him. So obviously you guys know a lot about him and your you know, audience knows a lot about him. But I think for, for people like, wait, this guy's never been a college head coach before. And, you know, and like with all these other coordinators, he was interviewing opposite. And I'm just thinking, you know, like those other coordinators who could be really good play callers or maybe have a good quarterback or a good defense, that's great. But when you get to be a college head coach, that ain't the job anymore. It's a different job. It's, it's running an organization. It's managing people. It's communicating. And it's, it's having the big picture. And I can see why he wowed people in the, like, one of the things we talked about at one point was his NIL vision, you know, as he related in one other place. And I was like, there's no other co- college coach I, I can imagine who could be able to, to go into the detail he went into. So I can see why, you know, as soon as, you know, he goes from being a candidate and like, maybe we should consider him to the guy where like, we can't let this guy get away. So, you know, good on Charlotte's AD. They went an outside the box hire and, you know, it is a really high upside hire. We're talking with Bruce Feldman of uh, The Athletic and also Fox Sports. Bruce, um, I, I read the piece last night. It was really fascinating. We did, a, I did a TV show with Pressbox for about five or six years here in the local market. He would not come on our show. We never could get him close to doing it. I'm just curious. He didn't seek this out, this article that you're doing it's sort of you started right working on the piece and then he knew it was happening and then he went along with talking to you. Is that correct? He did right. not know. Yeah. I, no, I don't. I, my guess is initially he did not know who I was when I got introduced to him. I was just the guy wearing a suit, you know, like for, you know, for Fox's pregame. I mean, he might've, he might've recognized my name, right? but we had never met. It wasn't like it was coordinated beforehand. It was like, there's a guy I've known since he was a college player at, at Ole Miss when I worked on my meat market book like 20 years ago. And Biff walked by, he was like, hey, let me introduce you to this guy because they look at him like, you know, Mike McDonald, the godfather, right. you know, kind of like that way. And so we talked and then I was like, oh, I, kn- I know who he is. Like, I know of this guy. I wouldn't have been able to, honestly, I didn't know, you know, what that, as like. much about him. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, like I remembered, you know, that he had played national games, but I just didn't know it you know, a, a ton. And then you're kind of going through your head. And then as it got further along, like uh, maybe midway through the recruiting pro uh, recruiting through the re- right reporting process. Um, I talked to Josh Gaddis for the story and Josh shared some stuff with me. And then when I met, brought it up to Biff, he goes, yeah, I was going to, you know, he was like, I wasn't going to tell you that, but if Josh, you know, mm-hmm. opens up to you about that, then, you know, we can talk about it. So I think what was, you know, what was, you know, interesting about this story, and it happens sometimes with like deeper pieces is sometimes people will tell you stuff, but it may not be for the story. They may not want to either put it out there because it may be sensitive or, you know, very personal. And I think when he, when he heard what I was getting from other people, especially when Josh opened up to me the way he did, um, I think it, it was like, okay, let me give you more of the context of what this was about. And I think for people who haven't yet read, read this story in The Athletic, I think the part which is eye-opening is, wait a minute, this guy who's not a coordinator, who isn't a player, how did they make this big improvement? How, what changed? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you, when you see exactly how it works, how he gets people to open up, how he gets people to trust, um, and because the conversations were so personal that people shared with me, I think it makes a lot more sense, especially when 
you know, coaches love to talk about culture all the time. It's like a hackneyed cliche, but when you actually hear what it, what it means and what it, how it works and how it's, you know, how it should work and how it should be outlined and the things that it takes to, to build it and maintain it, I think then you get a truer sense of why some places fail and why some places actually succeed when you don't know exactly why, because maybe they don't have enough five stars, they don't have enough this or that, and yet they still succeed in spite of it. And I, I thought that was the key to this story was what, what you get when people open up. And I think, again, you know, I appreciated some of those people who are close to him who really wanted to speak about it. It was really interesting to me because I remember hearing about him going to Michigan, you know, when Jim Harbaugh was first there, like within the first year or two. And I remember he was very instrumental in planning a trip to Italy with the team where they went and they, the players met the Pope or something like this. Uh, but then I knew he had come back to Baltimore. It's very fascinating to me that at the, a critical juncture in Jim Harbaugh's tenure there, which now looks like it's going to last a while, uh, that that he had that much trust in this guy to let him kind of sort of, you know, pilot the ship a little bit. It's The, the read of your story in The Athletic is really fascinating on that, that level of trust that Harbaugh had in him. Yeah, I mean, and look, it was interesting. When the story went up one morning, I, I noticed that, like, you know, you can tell one story when you think story is going to really resonate with people. What surprised me with that one was I saw a huge spike in the audience from the Texas A&M fan base. And mm. they, what they picked up on right away, which I didn't think of, but then it made sense to me, was here's Jimbo Fisher, who had been really successful and is now, like, in a ditch. And he's getting obviously getting paid a fortune at A&M. He's got all these, you know, five-star recruits and it's this and that. And they stink. You know, they, the reality is they're, you know, they're not going to make a bowl game and everything. And one of the things you hear from people around the program is Jimbo has to get rid of, you know, like basically give up control. He can't be his own play caller. He's got to change. And I think it's really hard for guys who've been really – people who've been really successful, especially when they get in their 50s, to be open to make significant change or to listen to other people. And I do give Jim Harbaugh a lot of credit yeah. because he listened to – Biff Pogey, who, yeah, while he was wildly successful as a high school coach and, and you know, wildly successful as a businessman, you know, he'd never been a head coach in college before. He could sit there and go, well, you know, he's never run a, you know, a Big Ten program and who knows more about Michigan than me and this and, you know, whatever. And Jim Harbaugh listened to Bo, he listened to Biff in all detail about a lot of stuff that were really hard conversations. And that changed, you know, and so. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens when, you know, when Biff is in Charlotte and and Jim is still, you know, he's got Michigan and no, and no, you know, I don't want to say he's on his own because obviously, you know, he's got a lot of people around him and I think the culture has been established now. But still, um, no doubt, I'm sure they're going to miss him a lot. Um, Bruce, I'm going to ask this question because I know that there is somebody in the world that's thinking this right now out loud. And it'll be my last on Biff Pogey. Somebody is thinking to themselves, wow, a, a rich white man got a head coaching job with very little experience at the college level when there are other plenty qualified candidates that aren't rich white men that didn't get the job. And I, I, it's a difficult conversation to have, right, because I don't know what makes someone most qualified to be a head coach. But 
What do you make of the idea of Biff Pogey getting a job like this at an advanced age and, you know, given his background? Yeah, look, I think there is, because of you're taking this in, you know, the big picture sense, I think there's going to be some skepticism, right? Um, look, I, I think it's, in a lot of ways, to me, it's no different than if a 30, you know, the guy they hired before that, Will Healy, was in his early 30s. You know, he did a nice job at Austin P, but it wasn't like you know, he did this amazing, you know, amazing job at a big program. He got the job, he had a little success, and then he really bottomed out there. So I, I think, you know, any hire like this, I think you're going to be open to criticism for what you said. Um, but I think there's going to be some circumstances, too, where, like, if you're the AD, you know, there, there are plenty of places where you've got to take a leap on somebody, right? And I think if you're the AD, I think if you look at it, not, again, I don't know everybody they interviewed um, and the backgrounds of all the people they interviewed, but I, I think that can't preclude, you know, if you're the AD saying, all right, I, this is the guy I think he's so much more of, the, of a candidate than what we want. And again, look at, look at what Biff has done in the community there and how he has helped people and impacted people. Um, and the, you know, like what, I think what he leaves behind and his legacy, I, I think he, it could probably enrich a lot of people in that way more. So, you know, if they just rushed through a hire and just said, Hey, we're going to just do it this way. Um, I think you have to give it a chance to who you think is the, is the most capable of the job first and then go from there. My last quick question on Biff, it's sort of the 8,000-pound elephant in the room. Has he, does he, from what you gather, does he really care about the kids or are the kids simply a means to the end of making him highly successful in the coaching world? No, I, I think he absolutely, if he didn't really care about the kids, the kids would pick up on that. You know, like, I, I mean, every kid I talked to at Michigan, there was more than I could get into the story, mm -hmm. just talked about what he did, the conversations he would have and how he invests in them. Like, the one thing I feel really confident is this Poji really cares about people. And I think that comes through because the kids would pick up on it. Their families would pick up. There's a lot of stuff that I knew about in the story, you know, that we just, just, it goes I mean, there's a kid in the program named Alex. He was a triplet when he was born. I think one of his uh, brothers pa passed away at birth. Another one has had all sorts of challenges. He has cerebral palsy. And he is, a, he is a, a, basically an analyst there in the program trying to a budding coach. Biff has become like a, I want to say, a second father. To him. Like, we didn't even get into this in the story. Like, he doesn't need to do that kind mm -hmm. of thing you know, like to reach out to everybody in the building because we're talking about not just 100-plus players. We're talking about almost probably another 100 people who either they're not just coaches, they're custodians, they're student workers, they're managers or whatever. And so, like, you just meet all these people. You can't put them all in a story to just put in context of just how many people this guy enriches. I mean, so, you know, count me as a believer after a month around him and around that program. Hey, Bruce, before we let you go, you know, Maryland, there was so much hope earlier in the year. Speaking of Michigan, right, they went and they were competitive at Michigan and, 
you know, they beat an SMU team that we thought was maybe a little bit more game for perhaps getting an upset, and things seem to be going in the right direction, and then, you know, they get to Wisconsin, they get to Penn State, and they just sort of get hammered the last couple of weeks. Um, the likelihood is probably not good for them to be competitive against Ohio State tomorrow. What do you make just about I the, hear I hear Biff Pogies coming to Maryland. Yeah, that'd be helpful. That would be really helpful. Um, what do you just make about the, 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 the difficulty of what they're up against? I think all of us are still believers that Mike Loxley is, of course, the right person for this job. It's just so unbelievably difficult what are these trying to do breaking through in this, you know, hellish division to compete in. Yeah, I, look, I don't think they have a ton of, a ton of depth there. You know, when Leah got hurt, I guess it was against Indiana, they've really kind of struggled since then even more. And I think it's one thing to build the culture. It's another thing to really, like, I think they have guys. It's how do you handle the adversity? And it's still pretty shaky. Like, I think they took another step, but it was a small step. You know, so what does that mean going forward? I mean, he's recruited pretty well. But you're, you know, there's a clear gap between the top three and that, and that, division right now if they were on the west you know it doesn't matter because they're not but if they were on the west i don't think you'd see so much of a hurdle for them yeah but i think right now that's the battle for them and they have some firepower but they had injuries that you know to some key guys that they really can't overcome you know they're good enough to be a bowl team i don't think they're good enough right now to be a real top 25 team and he's just got to keep building there at Bruce Feldman, CFB on Twitter is how you follow him. We've linked up the story at The Athletic of um, what, he's, what he's told us about Biff Pogey just a couple of weeks ago before Great he gets piece. the Charlotte Great job. Uh, Bruce, always appreciate you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Look forward to chatting again soon. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and The Athletic. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pull a switcheroo here. Uh, by the way, just want to remind everybody: online sports betting it's it's official. It's, it's Wednesday is the date. We now know the date. It's Wednesday, November twenty third, will be the first day that you can legally place online sports bets in the state of Maryland. It is official. You can do it on Wednesday. I'm there. Well, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. I'm you in can, my bedroom. Right, correct. In exactly room, right. right. Unlike going to the game on Sunday. Getting over, can, I'm going to be getting over being sick, and I'll be able to bet. From on, going to the game, game on Sunday, right. right. <laughs> 100%. So you'll just be able to wake up in the morning uh, come Wednesday, and you don't have to put on any pants. You, you can, can bet 24-7. 100%. Yeah. You can do it at all times. So. Think of all that money you can win. Uh, lots, lots, or or unfortunately go the other way, like your boy has a few times. The moral of the story is, yeah. as you make your decisions about how you're going to bet now that it's an option on your phone and on your computer here in the state of Maryland, we have been trying at PressBox to help you out and get the best offers for signing up. And if you go right now to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers, there are a few registration deals available, up to $300 right now in free money for signing up with a couple of different um, betting houses, if you will, and some other incentives that could be available. The average better, by the way, they say, gets two or three of these apps on their phone. They don't just single shoot one i think it's 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 smart to um to shop for lines uh a lot of times you'll find out that a line has changed at one place but hasn't changed yet at another place and so you want to just look through the different apps and see where you can get the best odds where you can you know get the best 
frankly, incentives for signing up, the best boosts maybe that are available. Pressboxonline.com slash offers is the website. You can find out more about how you can get up to $300 in sign-up credits right now. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. We're going to talk some baseball when we come back in. Jim Bowden did a Q&A this week at The Athletic, and there was one particular answer that really got Orioles fans' attention. And I want to run that by you, Stan, and get your thoughts on it. Just real quick, just looked it up. The Ohio State-Maryland game tomorrow, mm-hmm. the Buckeyes are 27-and-a-half yeah, yeah. favorites. Yes, I'm very aware. I'm very. I don't know that I'm sticking around for the game. There might be less of me at the Ohio State-Maryland game than there is of you. Because you need to get home to... To get the beer. Correct. For Squee. 100%. That's the plan. Um, I, I, It might not be a, a long appearance from Glenn Clark at the uh, Ohio State. We'll be there before the game for sure. Yeah. Once the game starts, might be a cameo at food that point. Dri- food drive. Yes. Food drive tomorrow before the game. Please bring your canned goods. Even if you're not going to the game, please stop by. Or cash. Yes. Anything you can to help benefit Sarah's house. We'd appreciate it. All right. We'll come back in. We're going to talk some baseball next. And the fan Charles is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hmm? Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 29th at Mother's Peninsula Grill, 969 Ritchie Highway in Arnold. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Stan the Fan Charles is here on a Friday edition of the program, and UMBC Basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. You can get your tickets right now at UMBCRetrievers.com. Some great local matchups early in the season. Coppin State, November 30th. Morgan State, December 10th. The women taking on American on December 18th. Join the Retrievers at the peak this season. Lock in your tickets. UMBCRetrievers.com. At the at the peak. Chesapeake that, Employers that, Insurance that's Arena. That's so they're calling it. The nickname the is peak. The Peak. The Peak is like what that. they're calling it. I, I like, like it too, actually. Stan the Fan. This week at The Athletic. By the way, Stevie Daniels from Channel 2 is going to check in with us in the 11 a.m. hour. We're going to find out more about just how miserable it's going to be both for the Ravens game on uh, Sunday and then maybe for the Maryland game tomorrow. Always like watching him. On channel no, definitely, two. definitely not. A, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a her, Stevie Daniels. <laughs> I know that. Very I knew much that. A her. Uh, this is the question from the Athletic this week. Jim Bowden does a Q and A. Yep. Matthew S asked the Matthew Stafford is worried about what the Orioles are doing in the off season. That's it's kind of surprising. Was he eating pizza? Pizza, <laughs> pizza, pizza. Do the Orioles have a shot at Rodon, or will they swim in the Jamison Tyon Taiwan Walker end of the pool? The answer from Jim Bowden, who we tried to reach out to this morning, but it just didn't right. didn't work out. Uh, the Orioles are swimming in the, quote, deep end, unquote, and touching base with the agents for almost all of the free agent pitchers. The big question, are they ready to compete financially with the big market teams to actually land one? Now, that there's some runway, of course, in that answer, which is if the Orioles are just checking in about all the top free agent pitchers, it could be nothing more than just doing due diligence and finding out exactly what those agents think the market is, where they have actually no interest. But the way that he words the answer to the question is at least intriguing to me that he is presenting a scenario where the Orioles, when he says the Orioles are swimming in the deep end, that says it's not just, hey, so you know, we're the, we're the Baltimore Orioles, we're a baseball team, we exist. That smells more like a way of saying, no, they're involved. Like, they're involved on the deeper end of the free agent pitching mar- market, which could speak to the decision to not pick up Jordan Lyle's option, which, as I said at the time, Stan, is only okay if they did it. If you do better. If, the, if it's in the name yeah. of, we like Jordan Lyle's, but if we're spending money on pitching, we would rather go for, in my opinion, three or four million more and get somebody who truly is more than an innings eater. He's a winner. Do you, you know? do you believe the Orioles would really be swimming in the deepest end of the free agent pitching market? I have to be honest with you. I do not believe that, but Jim certainly has much much he's much more well connected in the baseball world than I am. My gut feeling is they're checking on it. 
to see what Rodon is really asking for. You think it's a due diligence? It's a due, than- it's a due diligence, and if there was a fluke situation akin to when they signed Bobby um, um, Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. and got him for one year for eight million dollars, yeah, the market kind of collapsed a little bit for some reason. Some they want to know where the market is, you know. But I would think that a tie-on. Uh, Tajon, Tajon Walker, James Tyon, Jamison Tyon. That's kind of the high end for me for the Orioles. And again, I've written a piece on our website mm-hmm. where I put forth a couple names: Lucas Giolito and Jesus Lazardo. They're not free agents, right? You got to give up talent to get them. I think that makes a lot of sense for at least one pitcher. But I could see them making the trade that I propose. For Lazardo, who's still only going to make like $3 million the next couple, three to five the next two, three years, and then turn around and possibly sign one big name that's like Tyon or Zach Eflin, somebody that I do not see them coming up with Rodon, Clayton Kershaw, or somebody you know, that high. When, when we first started thinking about this, like early in the summer, when, when it was first hey, the Orioles might be getting here a little bit quicker than perhaps we thought they were going to be getting here. Maybe we should start taking a look at the free agent market and seeing you know, what's out there. Rodon was the obvious name that everyone looked at. Rodon was the guy. Um, looking at you know, the, 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 the older pitchers at a short-term price is, of course, interesting, but it just always never came off. Like, if you're going to go somewhere for a year, why would it be Baltimore if you're a right. you know one of these guys? At, at this point in time, I'm interrupting your question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let me let me let you ask I, your question. The Rodon thing quickly became the the more you dug into it, the more you realized no Rodon's going to be the most desirable free agent pitcher on the market. He's going to be he's, a thirty five million dollar a year guy. He's probably. the guy because of his age, because he's now success in multiple places and been healthy. For exactly the last year right. And a half. Like Rodon becomes the guy. So I'm going to say the same thing that I always say. Until the Orioles do that, I'm always going to assume they're not going to do that right. because they never have. It's just never worked. You have to show that you are something other than what you've always been for me to believe that you're going to be that team. So I tend to agree with you, Stan, that like you know, this is more of a due diligence thing when it comes to Rodon than it is actually trying to dive into those waters. Or even if they were diving into those waters, the idea that they're going to, to Jim Bowden's point, outspend because there is going to be a a frenzy the dodgers and yankees in texas are going to be the top end of the market for for rodan and for justin verland of course you know. so one of those teams is going to say all right fine. what is the number that gets this done right that, stop we'll just right. pay that that's the way that it's going to go i guess the interesting part about it to me is even if you're doing your due diligence, does it make a larger statement about that? I still think there are people that are skeptical that the Orioles are really spending a- any actual money at all. Does at least them doing their due diligence and being involved with those conversations, even if you and I are in agreement, there there's no chance it's going to happen. Is it a sign that they really are going to spend genuine money? When the timing is right. Exactly yeah, right. I think there's a PR benefit to this, that that, that the, the average fan or the passionate Oriole fan that keeps up with the offseason is saying, hey, this is really interesting. We were in those. We were in the hunt for Rodon, you know. Um, the, the other thing about Rodon, 
that would still scare me is I brought up his health, that he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who's had a couple significant injuries when yes. he was with the White Sox. I did a favor personally. Uh, well, actually, he did the did favor. You, he did, went to did the you, National Did you perform the surgery? No, oh, I used to have fan, I used to have him on my right. fantasy team. Ah. Uh, you know, I drafted Thank him very God. early in his career. Uh, and once he went to the National League, he became a great pitcher. Uh, I think the Dodgers are a, a, perhaps a landing spot for him. I think Texas is going to is really going to shop at the deep end now that Bruce Bochy's there. Uh, and I think that the Yankees are going to come up with either Rodon or Justin Verlander. And I think they probably feel that Verlander is the right guy for them. So let me go back. You wrote about you know what you think the Orioles could do. Yeah. Where are you on the flip side, which is where are you with what you think they're going to do this specifically this offseason? I think that there's a chance that what I've written about, which are these two two potential pitchers that they could acquire by trade, and I didn't look at every single team and go, wait a minute, we could pick up this guy, mm-hmm. we could pick up that guy. I'd still love to get Brady Singer from the Royals. I think with a change I, – I, I, J.P. Piccolo, I think that's his name, the G, new GM mm-hmm. team president there, uh, is not going to trade Brady Singer. I think he knows he's – on the cusp of becoming a great pitcher. I think the Orioles will pick up one or two starting pitchers. I think they will also find one or two more relief arms that they feel are better than Joey Crable and, uh, you know, whatever Yeah, they can't else. have this all come down to they have three arms that they're willing to – or that, that they can trust to use in the bullpen you gotta have in this, to win in this day and age, when you're really serious about winning, that's as important as anything else you do – is when you get a lead in the fifth or sixth inning, is protect that lead. But does some of that come from – this goes back to the thing that you and I talked about a couple months ago. It, it's wrong to use the word abundance because it's not an abundance of starting pitching, but they have more starting pitching options than than they've ever – I mean, and frankly, I don't know if ever, but in a very long time. Yeah. Is, is the help for the bullpen coming that way? You've obviously talked a lot about D.L. Hall being that guy – I've always been skeptical that they would start him there, that they are still going to prioritize. We have to see if D.L. Hall can be a starting pitcher before we make that move. But in general, can they solve some of the bullpen problem, particularly if they are going to add another starting pitcher or two? Can they solve some of that from this this mass? Could it end up being that you know Dean Kramer, that Kyle Bradish, whoever it might be that ends up getting bumped out of the rotation in this process – could be someone that can help solve the the problem in the bullpen. I think the most logical candidate is Tyler Wells. Sure. I think both his injury history and how he's not really built up and shown tremendous durability. I think, to me, Twin Towers at the end of games when Tyler Wells and Bautista would be, and so you don't have to use Bautista every day to get saves. Okay. You know, uh, having that, them and D.L. Hall at the end of games with Perez and Brian, uh, what's his name, Brian? Uh, Brian Baker? Baker, yeah. yeah Baker yes. and Dylan Tate. You know, suddenly that becomes a bullpen that potentially is very, very efficient. Look, I had Dan Duquette on the other night, mm-hmm. and I said to him. By the way, quickly, you can find that show right now, yep. facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. You also chatted this week with Joe Weinberg from the Cordish Company and John Martin from Maryland Lottery about 
the online sports betting yep. going live next week. Did, so, did all those. Got Mike Bordick this coming Monday um, with Ross Grimsley. And Ross and I had a really good chat with Dan Duquette, who has suddenly become really personable when he does interviews with us. I mean, he's really a, like a different person. Has moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina. He I didn't know that wife, part. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I asked him the question about Houston spending – did you see what they gave Rafael Montero yeah, this week? I did. Thirty-four and a half million dollars to a guy who's never made more than two point seven. Wasn't there a number right, in, between in between the two? Yeah, two point seven right five. Yeah, uh, and he laughed and he said, uh, "I said, well, I said, first of all, I said, also, would you? This is off the air. I said, if Jim Crane, do you want to knock him that much about this? And he goes, Jim Crane's not calling me to be Fair. general manager. Fair. Okay, he said." He thinks that's the greatest thing because I my worry is I didn't it, even think about the fact they did that without a general manager. Like I didn't that didn't even jump. It's like, Jim Crane. It's he's Jim the one Crane. making he's the decision the, himself. Making okay. the decisions. Uh, he's pulling a Larry Lucchino, but with really the real money that he's got. Yeah. Is, is but but think about that. My worry was what is this going to do to the price of Bautista sure. and and CNL Perez, Dylan Tate. He's. He's not – Dan's thinking is, this is the greatest thing because they don't have enough assets to pay – you know, th- it, the money's got to come off somewhere to offset overpaying Montero, and he thinks in due time that will make the Astros less less powerful. And he he's not worried from the Orioles' perspective about the price going up where you can't afford Tate and Bautista mm-hmm. because he says those pitchers are findable. The guys that can come in 50, 60 times a year for one inning, they're findable. It's the starting pitchers yep. that there's a, a real paucity of. You, That's a big word. Paucity. It's not bad. You are talking about them spending real money on pitching. Yeah. If they do that, is your belief that there wouldn't then be real money to be spent on a bat? And you and I have talked a lot about the fact that the probably the bigger need is – offense at the moment than it is pitching it actually is yeah it, is there room to spend real money do you believe that they could be spending real money on pitching and on a bat or if they spend real money on pitching is that the real money that they're spending well that's why i don't think that they can really swim in the rodon waters mm-hmm. or the uh you know or the justin verlander kershaw waters because they do need to put some assets toward and you and i talked 9.30 this morning, would you take, if the Dodgers don't end up offering yeah. Clay Bellinger arbitration, would you take a one-year... Cody 18, Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Clay probably not. No, yeah. Clay, yeah. Clay's yeah. long yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, would you take a one-year contract on Cody <sighs> Bellinger at, say, 17 or $18 million? And the argument is that you can never have a bad one-year contract, right? That like, was Lee McF- uh, uh, Andy McPhail said that oh, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. Even if it doesn't work out, it's gone, yep. right? Like, yep. it was one year. It didn't hurt you all that much. It was worth maybe, you know, taking a risk, seeing if there was something there. There's no way to have a bad one-year I mean, deal. suppose you traded Mullins. Let's say by the end of today, we know that Bellinger's out there, mm-hmm. and you trade Mullins and get the guy I'm talking about, Lazardo, mm-hmm. who makes very little money, is controllable for another three, four years, and then you turn around and say, well, who are you going to replace him right. with? You get a one-year contract at 18 to $20 million on Cody Bellinger, and suddenly you got defense and an arm 
that's better than Mullins, and maybe maybe, maybe right. they can it's, come. You know, shoulders are really difficult to come back. They from, really are, and that's what he's uh, he's suffering. And, he's had two horrible. Horrible years. And I think it still comes back to the question you and I have asked before is how committed are you to Colton Kowser being your center fielder at some point this season? Yeah. And what decisions are you making based around that? The other thing I don't know about Colton Kowser, I don't know if he is truly a, a bona fide center fielder. I don't know enough about his game. And maybe one week on a Friday we mm-hmm. can get somebody mm-hmm. on like Matt Blood mm-hmm. or somebody that can talk about that. Uh, but but Kowser most likely will be up in some way, shape, or form by June. I would assume June next yep. year. That sounds you know. that timeline if sounds he, about right. If he goes to Norfolk, first of Which, all, by the I way, think is he, why we've talked a lot about Cedric Mullins because, right. I, and I've said before, it doesn't necessarily mean to me that you have to trade Cedric Mullins because we've said all along the answer for Cedric Mullins might very well be he's better suited to be a corner outfielder at yeah. this point. If you still believe in the bat, if you know it negates a little bit of the arm situation with Cedric Mullins, and the range was very significant for this team and their success this season. We yeah. don't talk enough about how the range of the outfield defense was really a major story for this team succeeding this year. So it might very well be that even if they do believe in Colton Kowser yep. as their center fielder when he comes up, the answer Mullins to them is the left exactly field. right. You know, it's interesting they had – and also, let's not totally rule out Austin Hayes, although I think he'll be shopped. I don't think other teams see him as valuable no. as Mullins, you know. But remember in the old days when they had Devereaux and Anderson, Anderson was a center fielder, Just playing left, but he yeah. played left mm-hmm. and Devereaux played center. Maybe Hayes plays some center, uh, and Mullins' arm hurts you a lot less in left field. But the other player I really think there's a significant chance that we could land is Justin Turner, who I think on a two-year, $22, 23000000 million contract, because the Dodgers will come back in and try and steal him at 10 or 11, and you'd say, well, then he's going to go. If you're only offering him 11-5, he'll go back to Los right. Angeles. But if you're offering a second year, he may say, hey, that's worthwhile. And I think he could be – this year's Roofnet Odor, who really adds something yeah, not, offensively. It isn't just there for his veteran presence right. or for, for big moments, that he could actually be a bat that you could feel some amount of comfort in in your lineup. Remember one thing about Turner last year. He had a down season yep. overall, but the second half of the season was much better. Ray had an average of like 319 on base percentage, of, uh, three, 360 in the second half or 380 in the second half of the season. I ended up hitting, man, it, you know, it's so funny we say it was down year. His slash numbers at the end ended up being 278, 354, uh, 788. That 354 is how you improve from 305 right. as a team. Right. You know. As a right-handed hitter, do you think, you know, that, you know, coming to Camden this Yards is the eternal, it, we were to, we, yeah. You know, it's funny you said you're having Bordick on, on Monday. We had him on last week because I, I saw he was very unhappy about the Jordan Lyles thing. Right. And he brought up that he just doesn't know that you're going to be able to get any right-handed hitter to agree to Camden Yard can't come to Camden Yards at this point. Well, that's why you you look for one that might not be as attractive to other teams. But I'm not fooled into thinking he's unattractive. Mm-hmm. I just think the Orioles, if they proactively, Brandon Hyde called them, went out to visit them, then Michael I, you know, really uh, nobody covets a guy that's 38 years old. You know, going to be 38. If the Orioles covet him mm-hmm. and and go that extra mile 
and explain what they're doing here, and we got a chance to win. This guy's a winner. He's won every year in with the Dodgers. To your point. Now, again, it was only in 44 games that he played, but in the second half last season, three, 319, 386, uh, 889 yeah. for his OPS. Yeah. So, yes. Obvi- but, again, I, only in 44 games. To answer Griffin's question, though, Look, it's not ideal. You're not, you, but you're not going to have. You play 81 games on the road too, so you're not going to have your lineup with nine left-handed hitters every day. So you're going to need some right-handed hitters. And uh, when he hits the ball, it's it goes. You know, sure. It, I mean, it, it has for some time. I don't know if he would have there be any emotional feeling for Justin Turner about kind of coming back to where it started. I don't know if that would be something that would intrigue him at all. But the other thing. Let's not kid ourselves. We we love Mateo last year, what he did part of the year. The end of the line was 269 uh-huh. on base. So yep. while he'll probably be on the team and probably be the opening day shortstop, there are going to be times where he's not hitting. It would be nice to be able That's, to slide Gunner over to short. You're, you're still convinced that like, could they, play third. they are not hell-bent about Gunner Henderson being a shortstop. Not hell-bent on it, but I don't think they're hell-bent that – I, some of us were really like, "Wow, Mateo!" Oh, yeah, you can't move him off a hundred percent. We yeah. definitely. And then you look at the numbers. In July and August, we were talking about it like you found something. Yes. And yes, by the end of the season, we were reminded like mm, not so, not quite there, so fast. It's something, but it's not something that you have to feel strongly yeah. about necessarily. Now again, there are teams out there that can't shop in the Dens- Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson, well, he's not a free agent. You know, all the five short Bogarts, Trey Turner, Trey Turner Correa, yep. that say, we got to get a shortstop. Like the Twins, for example. Might they be interested in Jorge Mateo? You know, it's possible. It's, Somebody Look, it's possible. His age makes it so tough, right? Like, if you believe that he was at an age where that could still develop, you know, is getting on base and all that, but like, but the but the Gold Glove and I, the running mitigates some of the on base some concerns. Of it, yeah, some of it. But for you sure. also, again, suppose you you traded a Connor Norby and him to a team, and and you're looking for see something. what you can get back. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right. Uh, I don't think they will trade Norby. When do you, when do you think the, you you will see the Orioles make a move? Give me a date. The first move. Oh, we need to go back and look at our. Did we decide who lost? Don't. Man, I can't believe it. Remember, we... during the season, we made a bunch of Orioles predictions, oh, and we never went back and revisited them to figure out who owes the other That's two lines. Because lunch. of a weak producer. I, you know what? I do that. That really is a Griffin responsibility. Yeah, I think you're right, and he Sam. might, and uh, he might be getting a lunch out of it. Yeah. He's not even trying. What the heck is going on there? We'll go back. We'll take a look in a second. What? Give me a date that you think that the first time we see the Orioles make a move. I think they would do note. some because because of the nature of how they need to do business. For the fans to get people buying these partial, you know, the days of people going, hey, I'm going to shell out right. $12,000 for season tickets. They need to start around the holidays. So I'm going to say at the winter meetings, okay. they do something of significance. Okay. Uh, that would be, I think there would be a lot of people that would be very excited by that. And that could be like signing Zach Eflin or something I, like I'd, that. I'd take it. Yep. I'd take it. Hey, the Tyus Bowser Show returns on Tuesday, November 29th. We're going to get you segment number three of this week's show later on in this program, but our next show will be Tuesday, November 29th. We will be at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold with Tyus and his special guest. And as we keep reminding you, he has been killing it with guests this season. It has been overwhelming. So look forward to seeing you then. 
Tyus, he's never invited me to be a guest. Uh, he invited Josh, though. <laughs> Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. And Judge Kavanaugh. Correct. Yeah. And Squee. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser is how you find out more. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Let's find out just how miserable we're going to be on Sunday. Stevie Daniels from Channel 2 is going to join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coppin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at GinsuGrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash press sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face 
Today's show is also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, which is a gem. If you have not been to Guilford Hall Brewery, man, what a great place. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Great events throughout the week, live music, bar trivia, yappy hour, all sorts of incredible stuff. Plus, the Bavaria-inspired menu is delicious. The craft beer selection, including the Guilford Hall lager. GuilfordHall.com is the website for you to find out more. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us on a Friday edition of the show, and he's planning on going and sitting out in the stands on Sunday for the Ravens game. With Cousin Stewart. With Cousin Stewart. Stewart. The question is, is he going to survive? Will he be here with us again for another show in the future? I'm not certain of it, but we're going to try to get that answer right now. Joining us once again, our friend from ABC2, she is meteorologist Stevie Daniels, and she's back with us now here on GCR. Stevie, it's Glenna and Stan Charles. It's great to chat with you again. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Can, can I, before we get to Baltimore, because I remember you you spent some time up in western New York. Yes. Oh, I'm used to lake effect snow. Okay, but <laughs> when I see the word six feet of snow, I think to myself, like, we would all die, wouldn't we? Like, how, how could that be possible? <laughs> I- I think we would shut down in Maryland for probably a month, maybe two months, if that happened. Legitimately. <laughs> didn't, they get, didn't they have snow somewhere in that range about five years ago up in Buffalo where they had three yes. They had three or four historic s- snowstorms? Yep, it was right before I moved uh, from Elmira to Buffalo. Everyone was always talking about that. Right. And of course, like there was the one back in the eighties too, that they always refer to. Uh, I mean, they're no stranger, but this is, this is an unusual event because the lake effect ban, it, it just, it continues to move. It's just continuing to slide over Western New York. And it's not really going to let up until probably Sunday afternoon. So it was probably smart for the NFL to make the decision to, no to move the game it. out of Buffalo and get it into Detroit. 100%. 100%. Uh, I don't know how the, the Bills players would do, you know, um, running around in I, three, four feet of snow. I, I don't know how anybody would move. Like, well, well, how that, you but, that, but that's done more to protect the public from not having a mass of people oh my God. trying to get right. to what the game, nightmare. and that would be a nightmare. I've got well, to ask you one well, thing. Well, I was always wondering. Oh, sure, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you go ahead. I was just wondering why, because I know they're talking about um, building a new stadium for the Bills. I'm wondering why they don't want to make it a dome stadium. Because <laughs> yeah, they're because they're idiots. They live I, in Buffalo. I, I, it's, it's Stevie, I talk about. It. I don't. It, it, honest to God, I don't know why any stadium that's built at this point isn't a dome stadium anywhere. Like exactly, I, and I, the Packers too. Like, come on. I, and, and by the, way, it's this old school feeling of like, well, football's meant to be played in the elements. Like, okay, to some, like I can get that well, if the, it's the, if it's the extreme weather is is kind of a new in the last 15, 20 yeah. years. The extreme uh, quality of the weather is just it's absurd, no doubt. Stevie, this morning I just heard something that they had something called thunder snow, which what, sounds yes. cool, but what, probably what is, isn't. What is thunder snow? So, okay, so there has to be two things that are just right: the temperature and the moisture content in the atmosphere. So, think about it like a regular thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of rising air. There's a lot of lift and convection. The atmosphere is obviously super unstable. Um, and it, it kind of occurs just like a regular thunderstorm. But instead of rain that falls, it's snow. 
So it's just those ice so, crystals that fall. So I hear it's it's because the lake water around there is warmer. Yes. Does that mean I could dive yes. in and it would be very comfortable? <laughs> I mean, what it define it's warmer? Not- oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend diving into Lake Erie. What so would be what would be safer, diving into Lake Erie or diving into harbor the the, the harbor? Which one would be the smarter play? <laughs> I would probably say the harbor. The wow. Place, the harbor is probably warmer than Lake Erie. But when you get that cold wind, like, flowing over the lake, I mean, that really does it. And especially when it's it's ongoing. Like, it's a strong wind over a warm body of water. That's what's pushing the snow. And and it's really interesting because um, areas around Niagara, like the, the northern counties in western New York, they're not getting nearly as much snow as downtown Buffalo or the south towns, you know, they call it, like just the areas to the south of Buffalo. They just get pelted. And when I moved there, my number one question was, where should I live? Because, you know, I, I always got nervous about driving in snow. And they said, do not live in the south towns. Do not live in the south towns. Live to the north of downtown Buffalo. And I said, okay. So what you got, <laughs> like, they always get pelted. You only got two feet instead of getting six feet. Is the way that <laughs> yeah, six, it was exactly. nice. <laughs> in snow. It was, it yeah. was nice. In snow this heavy, does it ever clog up? Like, does Niagara Falls ever freeze over? And and or the, there's so much weight of the water that it trickle. It becomes a trickle. I I I don't think I've ever in my time there. I've never seen that happen. Okay. okay. Um, I think it would it would it would take a lot. I mean, that's a, that's well, a six, large body of water, you know, six feet of snow. Yeah, correct. It's a lot. It's a lot, it is it's a lot of weight, you know, Stevie Daniels is with right. us from, uh, from channel two. Uh, Stevie, obviously the big story around here this weekend is it's going to be the first sort of miserable game of the season. Uh, my friend, Stan, the fan who used to do a show over a channel two. Um, he, he, I don't want to give away his age. Stan's a little bit older. Yeah. Um, he's, he's 70, he's going to, he's going to go to the game on Sunday and he's going to, he was talking With about my 68 year old cousin and he was talking about doing it shirtless. I think we've talked him into the idea <gasps> that maybe that's a bad idea and maybe he should go ahead. And we're and I never, I never said, I never said game, shirtless. Right? Oh. I said that I said the writing would be undercover. Oh, got it. Right. You were still going to paint your chest oh, and everybody's yeah. going to see it. St- Stevie, how miserable is it going to be on Sunday? Oh my! And you, we're talking about the Ravens game, right? Yes, Not the correct. Ravens yeah, game. the Ravens game. Yeah, the Ravens game. Oh my gosh! So don't let the air temperature fool you. It's going to stay mid to upper 30s, so 37 degrees around kickoff right, time. Right. But it's actually going to be feeling about 10 degrees colder than that. So expect wind chills in the mid to upper 20s. That gusty wind up to 30. It is. It is going to be brutal. Awesome. <laughs> I would just. I wish they, they, you should just get one of those um, full body suits that cover your face <laughs> just protect you from the wind. It's going to be brutal out How there. How close are, are you and Stuart close enough that you could like bundle up under a blanket together? We probably you, could. We yeah. probably, and we're very close. All right. You know, so that wouldn't be, close. that wouldn't yeah. be uncomfortable. I, I, I'm going to layer. I've, I've been through this before and there is a difference that it's in the daytime rather than, you know, a Sunday or Monday yeah. night where, where just mm-hmm. really get bitingly cold the, the good news is there is no precipitation expected correct no it's going to be sunny and beautiful it's just it's going to be it's going to be cold well, what cold. kind of wind <laughs> nice are we talking it. 15 mile an hour 20 mile an hour what are we no we're talking about sustained 
sustained winds, like 10 to 20, but gusts up to 30. Oh, gusts. Okay. Well, I think yeah. that's important, Steve, because that could have an actual impact on the football game. Well, I, no I, question I, about I, it. I was, 100%. I was yeah. out in Madison a couple weeks ago for the Maryland-Wisconsin game, and it was that swirling, like mm. constant wind mm. and on top. Now, it was raining on top of that there. And I just realized very early on, like, they're not going to throw the ball. They, they, they don't know what's going to happen if they throw right. the ball. It sounds like what you're describing could have a legitimate impact on the game that's being played on Sunday. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. And I've seen that happen um, at Bill's games, too, when the winds have been so gusty. And obviously there was snow during games. It really affected their players' performances. Great. Even though, you know, the Bills are so used to the snow and everything, like it really impacted them. And it's it's definitely going to impact the Ravens. So an over and under uh, <laughs> with me staying at the game, <laughs> let's say six minutes into the third quarter, do you think I'll make it or I'll bail out sooner than that? I, I, I think you can make it if, if you believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would have that, you know, um, that doesn't I would sound have a nice hot beverage or, yeah. or a nice drink to keep you warm. Stevie, we are. Um, I'm part of a, a canned food drive tomorrow at the Maryland-Ohio State game. My, uh, our old buddy, uh, A.J. Francis, who's now a WWE wrestler, he's hosting it, and I'm helping him collect canned food before the game. So i got to stand outside for a few hours before the game begins and into the first quarter it's not going to be quite as miserable tomorrow, correct? Like, it's still going to be cold, but not like I, I, I want to die type of cold, correct? No, ab- correct. And tomorrow we're going to hit 44 degrees with lots of sun, but the winds aren't going to be as elevated. So it's going to be a little bit more suitable, I would say, is the correct term. I mean, these temperatures are still like 10, 15 degrees below average. So it's going to be cold out there, but not as blustery, I would say, as Sunday. What's the, what's the weather going to be tomorrow and Sunday in Sarasota? <laughs> I'm already thinking about spring training. On that. Yeah. Stan's already got one, yeah, foot, got out the one door, foot out the all door. All the way there. Uh, Stevie Daniels, <laughs> WX on Twitter. Stevie, what can we plug for you that's coming up on Channel 2? I'm sorry, what did you say? What can we plug for you? What's coming up on Channel 2? I don't know. A lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when, are <we> seeing, <laughs> when are we seeing you is the question. Oh, uh, 4.30 to 7 a.m. Um, I'm also, sometimes I appear on Midday Maryland. Um, but, yeah, you can catch me a lot of the times just in the morning, and then I do the cut-ins for Good Morning America, yep. 7 to 9. Hey, Stevie, really <laughs> really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. We're going to try. We're hopefully going to survive a weekend of, uh, of miserable cold. At least we're not in Buffalo, um, I guess, is what we can yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time for us. Appreciate we really it. appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, thanks. S- Stevie Daniels from Channel 2 uh, letting us know. So, yeah, maybe the – I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for a, 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 a hoodie that's also a blanket – that you're supposed to order for your girlfriend for Christmas right. or for your wife or maybe for both right. for Christmas. So maybe we could get one of those to you in time so you could wear your hoodie blanket to the game on Sunday in order to try to survive. <laughs> I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're having so much fun. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nippy. It's going to be very nippy. I, you know, I say this a lot, right? There's a lot of you Call that Call me Monday to make sure I'm alive. Oh, I'm going to check in on Sunday to make sure you're alive. I'm nervous Oh, am I going to get one of those... Uh, a wellness check. Yeah, no, like one of those t- uh, texts. Oh, like, like Josh, Josh sent... Yeah, right? So you guys, Are you still you, alive? You guys make it back <laughs> safely? Um, but we're not going to New Orleans, unfortunately. Um, I've, I've said this a lot. A lot of people are going to wake up Sunday morning and decide, I'm good. I'm not going to go. 
if you're a person that knows that's how you are, yeah, and, and I mean this, maybe think about that today, right? Maybe just think about it today and be practical. If you're the type of person that the weather influences your decision-making and you know that when you wake up and walk outside on Sunday and it's miserable, right. you're going to decide, I'm, I don't want to do this. Maybe think about that today and see if there's somebody in your life that doesn't have the means to go to games and I thought you were talking to me directly. No, no, oh, I okay. I you've already I'm committed. you've confirmed. I'm you're committed. going no matter what. You're going. I mean for the you, unless I get sick. John, uh, John, you're trying to you're one of those people that wants the tickets. John Colson wants your tickets. John Colson is willing to go I give them to anybody but John Colson. And, well, I'm not it doesn't have to be yours. I'm talking to the people that know that they're the type that will wake up. Griffin hand John Colson your microphone for a second if you don't mind. I'm trying to, to to see what you're trying to get somebody else's tickets. No, I'm going. You're I, I, going. No issue with this. It doesn't bother. You're not the type of person that's going to wake up and say, "Nah, I can't do this." No, I, I, I dress well. Right, but you know the people that I'm talking. You know that there will be pack packets or pockets of empty seats on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not saying overwhelmingly. I'm not suggesting there's going to be thirty thousand people here at the and game. there. There will be there will be in the best areas. There will be. Pockets of empty seats in the average seats, it'll be completely. The, I agree with you. In the yeah. upper deck, not the whole the, upper deck, but like the good upper deck, right. And like the the end zones, that'll all be packed. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, the I'm people in the end that, zone, upper deck the, end zone. The people that are just throwing money away, right? Yeah. They're gonna. They wake don't up care. They wake up. Yeah, it's a little chilly. I'm this, gonna go have brunch. This is who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people that say that are going to say on Sunday. Eh, I'm just asking, think ahead a little bit. Think today. Give your tickets away. Give your tickets to someone else who isn't going to say, I, I don't feel it. Someone who the opportunity to go to a Ravens game is still a big deal. I think we get lost sometimes and we forget that there are still a lot of people in our city who don't necessarily have the means when there's only right. eight games a year to be able to afford going to a game. It's so, also perspective. And what I mean by that is I went to a Monday night football game in Green Bay in, in late November. Was this the 09 that's game? The one, yeah. That's the yeah. one you lost and the binoculars. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, that was the one before that, actually. It was Very in sad. Green Bay, though. It was in Green Bay. That was, yes. That was this, was the, I, this is when we were Ravens Radio okay. together. I, I said, boy, John's, and John was getting us a lot of commercial work and making sure we were getting money and all the talent. I said, what happened to that? In. I said, I'm let's working on it. I'm kidding. Well, I said, let's chip in and get John something, binoculars. So huh. I bought him the same pair. Everybody chipped in and got me binoculars. Yeah. Well, hang on. There lost them about Because there can be some pretty weeks. pricey binoculars. We bought, I, him, uh, we bought I, him a nice pair. I lost them in Green Bay the like, first time oh I took them someplace. God. Two God. weeks later. You oh, my them. God. <laughs> That's the last time I've ever done anything <laughs> for John. It was my... <laughs> This not a great sign, man. It was like my $300 sunglasses that are in a glacier in well, Australia. Well, in fairness, I, John got me a nice pair of sunglasses a couple years yeah. ago, and I lost those. They were a really nice pair Everybody of sunglasses. Everybody has a story. But I, I survived that freaking game when it was like 17 degrees at night remember, with no sun. Do you remember the story of that game? Do you remember what happened? It's funny because we were talking about Michigan earlier. The story of that game was John and Jim was on the sidelines for that game. All of them were. Yeah. John, Jim, and Jack were all on the sidelines. And they were screaming at the officials and forgot he needed to call a timeout. And the Ravens weren't able to get the ball back at the end of the game because John and Jim and Jack were busy. This is before we knew that John was a, a really – like when we still had some questions about yeah. whether or not this was a really bad look for John Harbaugh 
at the end of that game just screaming bloody murder and then all of a sudden being like, oh, crap, as the clock was ticking away. I do remember now. Yeah, it was not a good, not a good, not a banner night in John Harbaugh's I couldn't career. feel my arms until I got back to Baltimore. After yeah, it was a pretty miserable. I went to Madison a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I know the feeling. It stunk. <laughs> all I'm saying is if you're the type that's not going to go on Sunday, Try to reach out this week. Put it out on social media. If Twitter doesn't die in the next couple of hours, put it out on social media. Hey, I'm, I know myself. I'm going to choose not to go to the game on Sunday. Is there somebody out there that is willing to brave the conditions? And this is – we say brave the conditions. There have been far worse conditions than what we're going to experience. It's just going to be cold. It's going to be cold and, and miserable on Sunday. But there have been rain, snow. We've had other awful conditions over the years. But I Absolutely. Just, just ask that you put out your tickets – to try to have more Ravens fans get the opportunity to go to the game on Sunday instead of there being empty seats. You guys want to go to the game? Yeah. <laughs> Griffin would probably sit out in the cold. But these are young people. They would I sit out. It's not that put on a layer. Of it's understand. They would go. Do, well, they would not even might not even put on layers. They might but go you in their shorts. Right. No, I'm do, I'm over that. I'm done with that. Yeah. Like hearing Stan talk about it, I, I'm over it. I. I as I say that, I went out to Madison two weeks ago for a football game, and it was hell. But that it's was, all about the Sorrell boots and the good. You just put on the good clothes, and you're but warm I don't, and toasty. I don't it's need great. to any longer. I've been to enough games now. Okay, like that was unique. I'd never been to a game in Madison, right? Like I'm gonna go experience that. But I've been to enough Ravens games that I would, if I were in Stan's shoes at this point. I'd probably be looking for somebody to take my tickets on Sunday. Unless there, there was go. something unique. He's talking about his cousin. Maybe if I was going with somebody that it was a cool thing for them that I would do it. But if it was just. I did that. I gave my cousin Ron and I, we sit together. We've got four tickets. We gave them to our cousin, all four of them, another cousin, about three weeks ago. Right. You right. Know, exactly. It had nothing to do with the weather. It was just the game just, that you chose that said. I, it was the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I get it. I don't, I, I don't it was like their Sunday uniforms. Right. <laughs> is like that what it is? is? That's your problem. You I think we've officially beaten this to death. Oh, by, 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 <laughs> you came running in from the other room. You were <laughs> well, the well, one. I thought well, you had something dynamite well, to I'm, offer. I'm only, I'm only here to right, say what do you want to plug? pressboxonline.com slash offers. Offers. 100%. Wednesday. We're not asking. We're begging. Wednesday is the day. Wednesday. Yeah, is but if you wait day. till Wednesday, you don't get the you lose registration out. bonus. 100%. Yeah. Call Jane. So. She's got a couple ideas for influencers. There we go. Oh, all right. Meanwhile, I think Jane could be I. the e. main gambling. influencer. I.e., gambling degenerates. I'm a big fan <laughs> of gambling degenerates. Is she hanging out with more gambling degenerates she does. these days. Thank you, John Colson. Most, most worshipful grandmaster, John Seriously. Colson, here at Pressbox. Uh, yeah, he's not kidding. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. We need you to go there right now and uh, check out all of the pre-registration bonus offers that are available, up to $300 that you can get by signing up early. But to his point, you got to pre-register. Once it goes live, those bonuses go away. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. So go do that right now. When we come back in, uh, we're going to find out what's going on in the world of the young. Still to come, we got uh, segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show with Calais Campbell. It's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at GinsuGrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code 
tailgate. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coppin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the batter was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game. They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. The Comfort Classics menu is now available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. It is their winter seasonal menu. They stopped by the other day with a feast. Oh, my gosh. Do they ever come on Fridays? Ah, uh, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You remember what we talked about with Mike Tirico? Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. No, they, Jim they, Bowden, they by the you. way, didn't Yeah, didn't weird how that worked out. No, I don't because think that, I, was on I don't today. think that's what it was. I don't think that's the case. But Bo, that might have been the case with Bo today. Hey, um, the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two pounds of meat. Uh, the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, Mister Richard's meatloaf, so much more. Uh, Griffin housed the bourbon butter cake. I said, Griffin, why don't you try that bourbon butter cake? And then he proceeded to have it injected directly into his veins. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it was just—it was just—it was one of the greatest desserts I've ever had. Wow! Speechless. I mean, wow! I'll tell you I what I had speechless. a couple of weeks ago was the chowder at at, at Glory Days. That way, chowder. Yeah. C H O. I don't know that I've ever had their chowder. I don't know that I've ever had chowder. Chowder. I like that. White, the I like creamy that. chowder. You can pair all these things with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Get your order in right now. GloryDaysGrill.com. So Griffin, you went back and checked. 
Correct. Yes. When did when did we do this? Do you remember? This was July twenty second. So July twenty second. I don't remember when Stan started coming in on Fridays. It was somewhere during the baseball season. Yeah, it was like June May or, or something. Yeah, yeah, May something or like June. That. Um, and then yeah, and then July twenty second. What possessed me to do this? It's seriously right <laughs> <laughs> to to suffer through everything <laughs> we put you through. On what Fridays. we decided, whoever came in the la- came in last between the three of us would owe the other two a glory days grill lunch. Yeah. Which of course, you know, the main John, thing. I need a uh, yeah. gift <laughs> yeah. card. Wait. Really, we're all winners in that scenario. Yes. Let's be honest right, about yes. that. Right. Yeah. And Griffin told me since I wasn't here, I'm also included. Really? In Is that how no, that worked out for no, we were no, talking no. about you it? You got to be here to man. Griffin is... doesn't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yesterday, you made him the boss of the company. <laughs> what are we? So, what's the bet? I, I can't even. remember. We made predictions. So, yeah, we had seven questions, I believe, for the okay. rest of Oriole yes, season. Eight of them, okay. actually. All right, let's go over this. All right, so the first one: Will Jordan Lyles be an Oriole? Uh, after August 2nd. Of course, the answer was yes. yes. And the only one that got that correct was Stan. Oh, yeah. all right. Stan was so also Stan, a hot star. Stan gets a point. Correct. And then will Jorge Lopez be an Oriole after August 2? Uh, Stan said yes. I said yes. Glenn said no. Mm, so Glenn Clark Glenn and Stan gets a point. Won. Oh, man. No, I don't Griffin, know if this is good. Griffin and Stan have won. Wait, or, what? No, no, not looking wait, good for yeah. I have won. No, why would you How get a you point? You said you said he would be an Oriole. Jorge Lopez was definitely not an Oriole. Oh yeah, you're right. I, was, I, don't, know I don't know what, what I was thinking. I don't know. Jordan Lyles, you said yeah. would not be an yeah. Oriole. So right. you're yeah, over two. Over two. Yeah. For two. Yeah. Will Trey Mancini be an Oriole after August uh, August second? Stan said yes, and then uh, Glenn and I both said no. All right, so Griffin is on the board, but yes. I have moved yeah. into. I've got a resounding two-one advantage. Uh, then we said, what? When will we first see DL Hall on a major league mound? Hmm. And, and this was whoever was closest to the final, the correct answer yeah, would get the what point. what was it? It was August 12th? Well, I guess we could better. I'll take a look the right first now. First game was against Tampa. Major. I think it was oh, in that's July. Right. That's right. They, uh, I do think it was August. I think it Griffin's right about that. I think it was August. So, uh, August 13th was gotcha. the date. Okay, so I think we just said whoever's closest. Then I believe I get this point. Stan said July 25th. Okay, what did you say? And then I said August 18th. Glenn, you said August 5th. Yes, the 18th is five days away. The 5th is eight days away. So, yes, you are technically right, closer. So, right. Griffin. Griffin is in the lead. No, he's right moved now? into a tie. Okay. Moved into you. a tie with me. And I'm in last. Yes, you're bringing up the rear. You better get a couple of gift certificates. I've heard how Micah eats. <laughs> Do we see Gunnar Henderson play for the Orioles this season? Mm. Glenn and I both said yes. Stan oh, said no. Oh boy. Stan said no. Oh, boy. This is, this is getting uncomfortable <laughs> over here. This uh, is getting awkward. <laughs> Orioles win total. Stan said 74. Okay. Glenn said 73. I said 78. Oh, Griffin. Yeah. Griffin moves yeah. into first into place. Into first place. Of course, I'm, I'm officially out. No now. advantage to being in first place. Just trying to avoid last place here. And Boy, I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Micah, is not, Micah is not part of this. <laughs> no. Is it working hard for us I all changed, I would have answered oh, you differently. Oh, if you had known Micah was part of it. Uh, World Series matchup and winner. We said one point for a team making it and then one point for yeah, the I, I, don't, I don't think I got either I had one of the them. Dodgers and yeah. I had the Dodgers. You did not know, Stan. You had... Or, you had Mets over. You had Mets over Astros. Okay. So you got so one the point. So you get one point for that. All right. Glenn said the Astros over the Mets. Oh, so I get. What do I get? I get two points because I, I got so, a yeah. team in and the winner. Correct. Yes. Oh boy. And then I said the Yankees over the Mets. Well, that didn't work yeah, out. Didn't work. I have surged in front now. I have five points. Griffin is four. And that's the end of it. right? Stan is Wait, also also competing. The MVO, <laughs> who was the media voted Orioles MVP. Oh, this might be my worst one. Uh. Stan, you said Jorge Lopez. Okay. Eh, 
Uh, Might have uh, been. Glenn, Glenn said Austin Hayes. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. I said Adley Rushman. So Griffin and I yeah. finish in a tie. So you guys pay for... Money. Is that how that works? Yeah. Griffin and I finish in a tie. Five points each. So, um, you know, Stan... Anyway, <laughs> Colson, we need uh, gift cards for uh, two gift cards for Glory Days Grills. Maybe in two Fridays we'll wander yeah. over to uh, Glory Days Grill and Sounds we'll, good. Uh, we'll have a Sounds lunch good. after the show. We'll have make some that chowder. Happen. Okay, John's actually coming there. to save you. He's actually coming in here to save you. In that for case, losing. make it four. Yeah, right. He's coming in here to bail you out. Whereas Griffin, we would have made him pay out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming in here to bail you out with Glory Days Girl gift. Thank cards. you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it was a. Uh, I feel I, it feels cheap to me now. I, it feels tawdry, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Then don't go. Uh, no. Then don't go. Yeah, I'll you take more, the guys. You'll take my. <laughs> I'll take Micah. Griffin. All right, uh, let's do Young Utes for this week. Young Utes is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Hey, even as online sports betting comes in, I think this is important. Um, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel is going to integrate the online sports betting experience with what they do at the sportsbook. So I'll give you an example. Next week, you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, maybe on Thanksgiving to watch the games. Maybe you go you know, next Sunday, whatever it is. You can deposit money into your account at the counter at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel for your online FanDuel account. You can also collect winnings. Out there? You can... Directly? If, if, if you show them on your phone you, you won hundred percent you, you take your app there, and you can say in the app, I want to cash out at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Walk up to the window and collect your winnings. They are fully integrating the app into the experience at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. So I know you do those educational videos mm -hmm. with uh, Did a whole Ryan. series. Uh, yeah, the previous general manager okay. of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If I do win, let's say I hit a parlay and I win $10,000. Yes. Do they send me a check or they put it into my they give you They give you options okay. for how this works out. They You could just walk right out of the casino with $10,000. do I have to go in person to get the money? If you win, so you're talking about if you win on the app, you do Say not. I win on the if app. you win on the app, no, you do not have to go in person. If you win in person, you get, op, you get choices. But you can just cash out. However you deposited your money into your account, okay. the FanDuel, you can just cash out the exact same way. So I don't know yet because we haven't seen the app if they're going to let you do it via, you know, Venmo credit or, or credit, you know, how, what, are, what are the different options? But however it is that you deposited money to begin with, they will let you, you know, take so the money out the same way. It's interesting, all the different, you know. A uh, lot of layers to this. And, and as I keep trying to explain to people, just because online sports betting is coming doesn't change the atmosphere of the sportsbook experience. Yeah. The sportsbook experience is still it, – it can't be topped. I mean, I, I would argue it's better no, – no, on Sunday, Stan's going to be you know freezing his you-know-what's off, and you could be sitting in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Betting on whether I survive Exactly or not. right. And the odds, by the way, Stan, I got great news for you. <laughs> the odds are 3-1 to one that you won't. <laughs> That's the favorite. Uh, but that's the bad news is I won't be here in two weeks. That's a great point. We won't be able to go to. Why don't you leave those uh, gift cards behind? <laughs> I'll just hold on to them. Ah. A little insurance policy. Oh, man, all right. I guess I guess we got to make sure Stan survives on Sunday. 
Um, the FanDuel Sportsbook will always be the place to go next week for the World Cup. Even before Wednesday when online sports betting comes into play, the matches that are early on, they are going to have them on the 100-foot media wall, and they serve beer. Unlike in Cutter, they will allow you to consume beer was, during the World Cup. Was that a prop leading up to the World Cup? I don't Cup? know if that like, one was, was one that you could ago, bet could on. you have yeah. bet over under on the beer? I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, the best place to be for watching and betting on every sporting event is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. All right, uh, Micah tells us what's going on in the world of the young. We try to figure out if we think young people are insane. It's young Utes. It's young Utes. That's the way that it works. Micah, where are we going first? All right, so we're starting a little small. Uh, this one kind of bridges some generational gaps, but uh, Meredith Grey, or Ellen Pompeo, has officially announced that she's leaving the show Grey's Anatomy. Do young people care about that? Dude, that show... Young people are still in the Grey's Anatomy? Everybody my age yeah. has seen really? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And this I, is stunning to me. I think I think I watched like 16 seasons and then I gave up. You watched 16 yeah. seasons of Grey's Anatomy? I'm telling you, a lot of people my age love the show. And my, my ex used to make me watch it with her like 2005. That's the last time I think I watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but she said she will be coming back for cameo visits whenever she can. Oh, thank God. I, I, I How are they going to write her off? That. Is she going to die? And then they'll they just said, be, uh, you know. They said her farewell episode will be the new premiere coming out in a couple months. So I guess the season. Also, she'll probably get transferred to another hospital. Premiere. So like when they, when they got rid of Roseanne on Roseanne, they changed the name of the program. Is it still going to be Grey's Anatomy? I guess so. Yeah. Because isn't it named after, like, the... Isn't that yeah, a real a, textbook? It's a, it's a real book. That's the textbook on medicine. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that at all. And then the I didn't make it that far in med school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, look, man, I haven't watched the show in forever. Do you, do you watch Grey's Anatomy? No. Then? Yeah, I, I, ne- I never was a fan What's of her face was on that show? For It was Catherine Heigl. Heigl she was, was on that show. She was on that show. Yeah, I, I might have watched it once in a while when she was on it. Yeah, I was a big Catherine Heigl fan. Heigl. Yeah, I was She's a big really fan. had a... Sort oh, of a bad career. Yeah, it's kind of fallen completely Very off. Very hard to work with, supposedly. Yeah, that was the Even word. Josh doesn't like her. Oh, I don't know if that's I true. I don't know if that's true at all. I'm kidding. I, I enjoyed, of course, Knocked Up. I thought it was a wonderful. I loved Knocked Up. I thought it was excellent. And then, like, years later, she said it was a miserable experience for her. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I the rest of us really enjoyed it. That's a real <laughs> shame. What was a movie she did? That I loved her you. in that movie with Gerard Depardieu, played her father. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Hang on a second. I re- I remember the movie you're talking My about. How f- Catherine Heigl, Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu was called My Father the Hero. No, that's was what that I a, think yeah, it that's was. What it My was. Father yes. the Hero. Yeah. That was going back a little ways. Yeah, yeah. It's gone probably 25 years. Yeah, about no doubt. She was about 14 then, I think. Yep, 16. Yes, next. Yeah. So um, the next one. I'm sure everyone's heard about it, but Taylor Swift released tickets for her upcoming tour, and it's really just been a whole week-long snafu. Did she do that in conjunction with Elon Musk? Was it a promotion for Twitter? I don't know. I I don't don't think so. I don't think so. People people I know were waiting in over six-hour queues for tickets. Over two million tickets were sold in the first 24 hours. Anywhere from nosebleeds, like obstructed view seats, being fifty dollars, to the best seats for twenty two thousand. Well, yeah, then now they're all available in the secondhand market for about fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And it eventually oh, crashed sales on Ticketmaster, and they had to make an announcement that they couldn't handle any more transactions oh, they, because they were so completely they, out. The of public on sale date 
for the the concerts was today. Yeah. Right. There is no public on sale yeah, for Taylor Swift. They ran out of tickets. How did they did they open up a pre-sale? Yeah, they, yeah. they leaked out where you could buy the tickets. Or well, there was like a queue, and people were in the queue. Like I don't think they expected two million people to wait for hours for tickets, but but they, they were. Did. She's got some fans. But but how did the queue get opened? To, uh, they to, had yeah, like they they said oh, you were in the queue. Okay, yeah. I got so I'm trying to pull up to see because she's not coming to Baltimore or D.C. The closest she's coming is Philadelphia. Ridiculous. Um, That's kind of weird. What? You're very worked up about that, Griffin. <laughs> I mean, it should be at Camden. I, mean, I was never going to go. Ridiculous. Well, she's only playing NFL stadiums. She's only playing football stadiums on this tour. She's not playing any baseball. They're all NFL stadiums. And for some it's reason. Is this a deal? She's the official entertainer of the NFL? I guess. I don't know. The cheapest tickets available for Taylor Swift in Philadelphia are how much in section right now you get seats in section 229 which by the way the side of the state upper deck in philadelphia this is the football stadium. this is the football stadium uh here i'm not gonna i don't want to show you the 1250 hang, hang, hang on like this is this is this is the seat that you see that green dot right there yeah this one this one that, that one. green dot that, there's the stage oh, so right you're so there. it's you're be- basically behind this the side or behind right. the stage right. in the upper deck Okay. Cheapest tickets to get in twelve hundred dollars. Not quite. They're eight hundred. Eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred to see get in the back of a to not be Taylor able to Swift. see Taylor Swift at the Taylor Swift concert right now. Yeah, I saw somebody. Is, is Pompeo the actress? Gonna, <laughs> is she going to be there? She's opening. I think. She I think got, they're touring. She got uh, killed at a at a Taylor Swift. That's concert. that's the story that's that they're going the story with Grey's Anatomy. Is, just to uh, just to put it into perspective, someone I know, like a family friend, has. Three tickets for three concerts back to back nights. So she's imagined the money in the queue and wrong. all the waiting oh. to see the same exact concert. Is she single, three nights in a row. I would go. I would go <laughs> after her. Uh, yes. Uh, that. By the way, Phoebe Bridgers is opening for Taylor. So, who I like, I do I like. Phoebe I do like Bridges. Phoebe Bridgers. And, I didn't know that. And Gail, who Maybe I also, I, I can't, I can't. I, I sang along that A B C D E F U song. That song is really good, man. Oh, that's is that a, who wrote that? Yeah, that's that song is a jam. That song's fire. Your mom and your sister <laughs> and your it's a good dog. chorus. Yeah, I like that song a lot. <laughs> All right, and lastly, uh, Stan hinted at it. We have the imminent demise of twitter uh pretty much on the horizon very sad (laughs) very sad elon sent out an ultimatum that left employees with the decision of either being extremely hardcore which is what it what does that even mean by uh, that i saw that go like what does that mean that you you need if you're gonna stick around at twitter you have to be more hardcore to be like a marketing intern just like sitting at like like um, so you can either be extremely hardcore if, or it, leave. I, does that mean you brave the elements at a Ravens game on Sunday? Does that qualify so. you as hardcore enough you have to, to work at Buffalo's Twitter? Buffalo Stadium. I guess during the blizzard. Yeah. Um, so obviously that caused a ton of employees to leave because they just weren't hardcore enough. Um, <laughs> like Elon, we're, we're good. <laughs> you you yeah. can keep your hardcore. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm not hardcore enough. Uh, Elon has also been banning users who impersonate him, doing the payment for a blue check thing. And he also fired over half of the company's seven thousand five hundred employees in one day. Our friend, um, our friend, the NFL chick Rita, got suspended last night because really? she oh. she she made a joke. She made a joke about the guy that sold Twitter, uh, mm. the Jack guy. Right. She made a joke about him, and apparently that was enough for them to find wow. her and suspend her last night. Yeah, yes. it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, they suspended her on Twitter. 
Yes. So is she done? Like, no, she, no, I she's back. She... She's back. She got put and thrown in Twitter jail for a day. Oh, okay. Had to yeah. take the tweet down, and like, you're not allowed to make fun of anybody. It's involved a platform with... for free you're, speech you're... unless you make fun of Elon. A- anyone who's in involved case with he Twitter will promptly be correct, and then you're gone. Exactly right. But I'm glad he. I don't know if you heard it. Comedy's back. Yeah, comedy's now allowed on Twitter, so we One, got that going for us. I have us. two quotes I saw, and he got that hilarious sync joke in. So oh, you know, just just killing it, Elon Musk. This was a uh, quote from an employee who left the company. And I just thought it was crazy here. She said, my boss was laid off and my boss's boss. The head of the department quit. So I didn't know who my boss was or what any of my assignments were. <laughs> just everyone in the whole chain of when command. It, when it's going gone. well. When it's going well. Yeah. It's a heck of a company he's got going there. It's crazy. Just, just doing a tremendous bang up job. Yeah. I, I got to be honest. Elon Musk is not funny at all. Like he's yeah. never said anything. The closest thing he's ever said to funny was the line last night about how do you make a small fortune on social media? start with a large fortune that's yeah. the closest thing he's ever said to something that was funny because he is painfully but it's a, unfunny. but it's a stolen joke oh of course yeah. right yeah. like of course it is but yeah. that's how unfunny he is the only thing he could say that's funny is something that he had to steal yeah i heard um someone talking about it on a podcast and they said like it's kind of hilarious that he's like the richest man of the world just bought this social media platform and like you can you can like hurt his feelings by like tweeting something mean about him and like there's a chance he'll actually see it and like have his feelings there is a real problem with this though which is that we're not prepared for the death of twitter like we're not so many of us do so much content now on twitter or specific to twitter we're not prepared for where like i am i signed up weeks ago for truth social you're good oh you got it that's 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 perfect plus you get a lot of a lot of interesting baseball tidbits is that where you get all that stuff plus i hear that's what it's for i i heard that you're gonna go help carrie lake out in arizona as well with her crusade make sure that she gets over the top um yeah we're not like everybody keeps saying well i signed up for mastodon i'm like yeah most of us haven't yeah (laughs) a lot of people are worried it's like not looking good for social media in the next few years. So the the word is TikTok's on the verge of being uh, banned or something. Well, or like they've been trying to ban yeah. TikTok for some time. Yes. Um, Twitter could be going. Facebook down. apparently is doing a weird bit. I don't know if you guys have seen this on your Facebook pages, where they're letting you know that some of your personal information is going to disappear. You're no longer going to like be able to say if you're like single or in a relate. Like they're taking oh, really? like personal information off the page. Which makes no sense because you, random update you always had the option of not displaying not your displaying personal information. So why do they feel the need to take it away entirely? Doesn't that just help make it easier for more bots yeah. to exist with less personal information? I think Facebook was on its way down too. Well, it was definitely like, on yeah. its way down. This was the thing that maybe could save them. And now they're yeah. like, eh, we want to... Maybe we're just realizing everybody's purposely trying to burn down all social media. So yeah. there is no social media. I think they were point. like the last company in the S&P 500 or something like they dropped a ton like Facebook or Meta did in value and Not who's the last person to lose 44 billion dollars in like less than like three weeks <laughs> yeah. questions Stan I'm trying to think about well, no well, they, well this 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 dude from um, FTX uh, oh yeah like I don't know how much he had but I think it was yeah, like he still may have it did you see I, all the people who um maybe, they yeah. don't know where the money? That's is. true. They don't know where he is. Did right. you see all the people who lost all their like signing bonuses because they asked for them in uh, oh in, in crypto? crypto? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. A lot of the right? lot of the sports um, uh, deals to get them to be endorsers, you know, or influencers. So yeah, they had they had crypto. they had the naming rights for the arena in Miami, correct? And like oh, there's a bidding war down there. Well, I mean, you would think, but, like, I don't know if they ever got their money or not, right? Like, or did they get it in crypto, and now essentially they got nothing? 
The greatest yeah. irony is that after all this, Larry David may be correct yeah, I, that, in the, the commercial. Yeah, commercial from the Super Bowl. Where is it? Yeah, right. 100%. So. You know, it's funny. One, not that I would ever illegally bet, because right. I definitely wouldn't do that, but hypothetically, if someone had to illegally bet, some of the sites were forcing you to pay in crypto. Mm. And maybe you might know someone named Schmlen Schmlark whose only interaction with crypto was trying to figure out how to purchase <laughs> crypto so I could use it to make it... So Schmlen could use it to make a deposit on a certain website in order to do betting, and mm. it was far too far too complicated for old Schmlen. Yeah. Schmlen just Poor said... Schwen. I'm going to... I'm going to... Has he passed away now? Ah, he's no longer with us. Very sad. <laughs> Very sad. Kind of like Tuttle. Out, on mash yes a lot like title on mash I, by the way do we know if squee is still with us did anybody ever check in to find out if squee was still here he loved beer uh well done micah thank you very much thank you Appreciate got that. some bad news oh bad news there's a story on uh mlb trade rumors .com about the marlins trade you know trading pitchers and it sounds like they're not trading uh this is oh, Sounds like the Orioles would have, is, to, would have to accept Trevor Rogers, a left-hander. Uh, Trevor Rogers. He's had a mixed uh, bag in three seasons. I'm not going to say no, but he's certainly not a priority for. for he me. was seven and eight in 2021 with an ERA of two six four in 130. That's really good. In 133 yeah. innings, he gave up 107 hits, 46 walks, 157 strikeouts. His whip was 115. His ERA, as I said, was 264. He came back in in 22, and I think he was hurt uh, for part of the season. He was 4 and 11 with a 5.47 ERA in 107 yeah. innings. He struck out 106 batters, gave up 15 home runs, whip a 150. I'd have to know more about the right injuries. injury in order to have a thought about yeah. that. I'm with you. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, of course. If you're ahead of the game on Sunday, stop by the game day firehouse, and you can sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill, as well as you can register to win your own and $500 worth of grilling meats. Game day firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium at the Firefighters Union Hall. Stop by before the game Sunday. We'll come back in tidbit tubular and segment number three of the Tyus Bowser show. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark radio. The Baltimore County police department is hiring entry level officers start at close to 59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box yet, encourage you to get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Going fast. Yeah, really. All right, so do it in a hurry. Get over and pick them up. Stan's been trying to... Do we have uh, any more reserves that we can... Uh... We have some more going on. All right, out. all right. Get, get out. Really, it's kind of like crypto. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> well, but this, has this, more, issue. this has more value than <laughs> crypto at this point. Um, go out and pick it up. Kevin Willard's on the cover. We had a great sit-down, Stan and I did, with the uh, new head basketball coach at Boy, the University I, of Maryland. I, I have to say, you know I've kicked uh, Turgeon's butt several times. Yes. I just It's so such a pleasure to watch a guy who is extremely confident in just his whole demeanor and watch the team appear to be more – I know they're playing yes. competition. Binghamton. And, but the team appears to be co- much more confident. This weekend they step up. I'll tell you more about that in a second when we get to Totally Tubular. Big step up in competition for Maryland basketball this weekend. Uh, let's get to Tidbit. By the way, again, you can still go get that right now. Or if, if you can't find it, read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Tidbit is brought to you today by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. What are, what, are you, what are you saying? Well, we need people to get signed up before online sports betting officially launches on Wednesday, or you're going to miss out on some great pre-registration deals 
offers. Offers, yes. Yeah. $300 worth of incentives are available to you and more right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for you to go register for online sports betting here in the state of Maryland. you got to make your move very quickly or else you will miss out. Griffin, what you got? All right, so uh, Sandy Al- Al- Alcantara, Alcantara. Do you know what it is, Stan? Yeah. Which one? I'm sorry? Is it Alcantara or Alcantara? Alcantara. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, after he won uh, the NL Cy Young, now 14% of all NL pitchers to win the Cy Young have been named Sandy or Randy. <laughs> What percentage? 14%. 14%. There's like 67, I Sandy think. Koufax, and Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. They both won it multiple times. Sandy, yeah, <laughs> Sandy actually, Alcantara, and then uh, Randy Jones. Also won Randy Jones won one. No, that Randy Jones. Jones was a Cy Young winner. I yes. had no idea. Yeah, um, Randy Jones has had at the old ballpark. I don't know if it's at Petco. I would think it would be. He's like the boog pal of San Diego. Oh, really? Diego. Oh, I don't know. That. That's cool. He barbecue beef place. That's yeah. cool. Um, and then also, uh, Christian Watson now has five touchdowns in the last five days, which is more than uh, DJ Moore has in any season in his, in his career. It's nuts. But I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad I, I, I wait, wait, went out for Kadarius Tony instead of Christian Watson this week, really. <laughs> I mean, it could still work Yeah, with me call Hardman sideline, I'm hoping that there's a lot more Kadarius Tony coming. Um, Aaron Judge won the AL MVP yesterday. He came did. up two votes shy of uh, unanimous, I believe. Um, so that got me thinking about, you know, who has won unanimous. There have been 18 players to uh, be unanimously Lamar named. Jackson. Uh, yeah, I guess, yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he was named yeah. the unanimous yes. MVP. Uh, how about in baseball, though? Oh, in how many? How many of the, I mean, you how should How about Ricky get a, Henderson? Uh, yes, Ricky, wait. No, Ricky Please Henderson. don't answer me yes when it's no. <laughs> I, know, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Not Ricky Henderson. Uh, didn't Otani... Get unanimous mm-hmm. MVP. Correct. Otani last Did year. Cal Ripken, was Cal Ripken the unanimous back in? Uh, he is not, but there is an Oriole that was a unanimous MVP. Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson in 1966. Yep. How, um, many, how many are there? There's 18. I think you guys should be able to get a. There's 18? Yeah. Different players? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Barry Bonds. We're just going to start naming people. Barry Bonds. Yes, Barry Bonds. 2002. Roger Clemens. Not Clemens. Albert Poole Jones. Yes. 2009, Albert Pujols. Uh, a-, a-, a Rod. No, not A Rod. I'm just guessing, bro. I don't know. I'm just uh, guessing. We can, names. we can, we can, uh, let's uh, see. There's, there's, stop. We there's, can keep guessing names. Okay. We can, there's a just, lot of names I recognize. Reggie Jackson. So that's a good, good. Yes, Reggie Jackson. There you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. It was yes, and it's it's a double check. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a yes, and it's actually 1973. Reggie Jackson. When he says yes the first time, he's just acknowledging that he heard you say something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's uh, he's just acknowledging. <laughs> and there's an, how about Justin Verlander? Not Verlander. How about Willie Hernandez? Not Willie Hernandez. How about Ted Williams? Not Ted Williams. How about Mickey Mantle? There you go. 1956. Mickey Mantle. How about Ernie Banks? Not Ernie Banks. How about Hank Aaron? Not Hank Aaron. Well, that about, seems surprising. How about Dale Murphy? Not Dale Murphy. Willie Mays. Not Willie Mays. What the hell is going on, yeah. man? Who else is getting votes? It's hard to be a unanimous MVP. Uh, think of some more recent ones. More There's recent. a couple of recent ones. Miguel again, Cabrera when he won the Triple Crown. Not Miguel Cabrera. Who? When he the Triple Crown didn't make you an unanimous yeah, MVP? I guess who? Carl Yastrzemski? Uh, not Yastrzemski. Mike Trout. Mike Trout in 2014. Mike Trout. Uh, 
think uh, one more this millennium that you're missing. One more this millennium. Yeah, uh, and it's one I recognize. Okay, good. Ichiro. Not Ichiro. Uh, how recent? Uh, the past seven years. Past seven years. Seven years. Past seven years. Mookie Betts. Not Mookie Betts. Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper in 2015. Very Bryce good. Harper. Unanimous MVP. All right, everything else was before 2000? Correct. Uh, Frank Thomas. Yep, Frank Thomas, 93. With Very the good. Man. I'm just guessing MVP, Stan. That's yeah. all I'm doing. I don't have any idea. Jeff Bagwell. Yeah, Jeff Bagwell, 1994. Those are good guesses, though. Yeah, they were... Chipper Jones. Not Chipper Jones. Sammy That's a terrible guess. Yeah, what a wretched guess that was. Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Not Sosa. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, Ken Griffey, 97. One more guy in the 90s, uh, two guys from the 80s. And then I'll give you the rest. One more guy from the 90s, two guys from the 80s. Uh, One more guy in the 90s. 90s. Who else was an MVP in the 90s? Derek Jeter. Not Derek. Number two. Um, Jeter, number two. Juan Gonzalez. Not Juan Gonzalez. National League guy. National League guy. During the... Uh, You've got Pujols already. National League guy. How about Gary Carter? Not Gary Carter. Andre Dawson. Not Andre Dawson. That's a good guess. All right. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt in the 1980, yes. Mike Schmidt. Good one. All right, who was the other guy in the 90s? Uh, Ken Caminiti. Never would have gotten yeah, Ken right. Is I mean, there I, one more in the I 2000s? One more in the 80s. One more in, in the, the, 80s. the late 80s. Uh, it was out in, out in the West Coast. Kirk Gibson? Not Kirk Gibson. Uh, let's see. He was... American League or National League? Uh, American League. American and League. I know his name. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. Good job. Uh, then also yeah. Orlando Cepeda in 1967. Right. Denny McLean in 1968. That's the year he won 30 games. Yeah. As well as Hank Greenberg, Carl Hubble, and Al Rosen. I actually had a bunch of these. Like Sarah Langs this week on Twitter has been killing it with little tidbits related to the, uh, awards. the awards. Like uh, unbelievable little tidbits. So I, I had a few in the chamber, but that one went for so long that I don't know that we no. should really – um, there are only so Justin Verlander has now won five Baseball Writers Awards because he had also the Rookie of the Year and the MVP along with right. his now three Cy Young. Only three other players have won five or more Baseball Writers Awards in their career. Do you want to venture a guess? I'm just going to guess Palmer. Not Palmer. Okay. No. Uh, well, based on this, Willie Mays wouldn't be. No, one not Willie Mays. Sandy uh, Koufax. Not Sandy Koufax. There are two pitchers, one position player. Mike not, Trout. Not Mike Trout. Bob Gibson. No, not Bob Gibson. Uh, more you got to think more modern. Not pool holes, but definitely these are all modern. These are all modern players. Clemens. Clemens is the most. Mickey. Clemens eight. Not Cabrera. No. It's a pretty obvious one. It's a guy that's all basically all MVPs. A Rod. No. Yeah. no. Barry Bonds. Uh, Barry Bonds with seven. And then the other pitcher is Randy Johnson. Uh, Randy Johnson. Because, again, they're all Sandys and Randys. I I heard an amazing stat the other day. It has nothing to do with awards. Mm -hmm. But my cousin Ron said, look at this tweet. It's Bob Gibson has more complete games in his career than he does wins. He had 251 wins. 255 oh complete games. 
Jesus Christ, that's God. bonkers. Yeah, that's that is, bonkers. That is crazy. Uh, do you know who the oldest MVP of all? Because Paul Goldschmidt is the um, thirty-five years old. Yes, right? and the he is the MVP. ninth oldest MVP of all time. Any idea who the, the oldest? New, the ninth, the ninth old, oldest. Oh, you mean Goldschmidt's the, the ninth, ninth old. oldest MVP of all time? Oldest. Oldest. Man, <laughs> oldest would be Ted Williams. No. Yogi Berra. You guys are really struggling with this. It's yeah. it's Barry Bonds. Oh. Barry Bonds at the age of 40, the oldest MVP in baseball history. Willie Stargell, the second oldest, at 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, three of the four oldest are all Barry Bonds, for the record. And then Dennis Eckersley at 38 mm-hmm. would be fifth to round out the top five. Yeah, Sarah Langs was killing it this week with these tidbits. I really enjoyed her. I mean, she, Sarah's great. Like, tremendous, tremendous account. Also uh, now fighting cancer, so uh, continue to think about Sarah Langs as well, who's awesome. All right, uh, Tubular is brought to you by Chick- your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. It is that time of year. Maybe you guys are getting together for like Christmas decorating or cookie baking or something like that. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Here's what's coming up this weekend. A lot going on. To this afternoon, UMBC is at home against Lafayette at 3 o'clock. So if you've got nothing going on this afternoon, stop over there and check out the Retrievers. Again, UMBCRetrievers.com to get your tickets. Is Gary Stein broadcasting? He, he will indeed be on the broadcast on ESPN3. You can check that out. I thought it was cool that um, they took his broadcast and put it on Masson. For the uh, Princeton game. I did like that. Uh, Also, Maryland plays in the NCAA Field Hockey Final Four. So they're going to try to win a national championship this weekend. They play Northwestern today at 3 on ESPN+. Navy's at home tonight as well at 7 against uh, UC San Diego on ESPN+. Morgan plays down in Jamaica at 7 against Utah Valley. Uh, Tomorrow, Navy UCF football, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Of course, Ohio State-Maryland football at 3.30 on ABC. Stop by, see us beforehand with your non-perishables. Towson wraps up the season at home against Hampton, 1 o'clock. Morgan wraps up the season at home against Howard uh, uh, at noon on ESPN3. Uh, a really cool bowl game. Stevenson and Johns Hopkins are playing a bowl game in the Mac Centennial Mac Bowl Series at noon tomorrow. It's at Johns Hopkins at Homewood Field. So Stevenson's regular season is over. It's over. Both This is a bowl game that they play. Johns Hopkins and Stevenson playing against each other tomorrow at noon. That'll be a terrific game. It's a very neat. Um, I, I think Hopkins has a bit of an edge there, yeah. but but it's a very neat thing Stevenson's for it to work out, out for that revenge. way. That's true. That's right. They Micah, lost the only two meetings. Micah in knows this. Micah did our Stevenson scoreboard this week, so he's been studying up. Uh, Maryland does take a step up in competition on the basketball side. They take on St. Louis tomorrow at one on ESPN News. Is how you find that game in the uh, Hall of Fame event up in uh, Uncasville, Connecticut. Which Dan isn't wrong. Is kind of a, a gross. It's not as bad as Skaggsville, but it ain't. It ain't great. I don't care for Uncasville. Uh, they'll play again on Sunday. That will be to be determined. Um, Fox for Panthers-Ravens at 1 o'clock. Don't forget it's on Fox, not on CBS this week. Uh, it's Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez who are doing the game on Sunday for Fox. The other local TV games on Sunday, CBS Eagles-Colts at 1, Bengals-Steelers at 425, NBC has Chiefs-Chargers at 815. 
I think just about everything else. Oh, the first World Cup match is Sunday at 11 a.m. as uh, Cutter. The, the no good, beer. No beer, but the good guys in all of this. Cutter takes on. We can watch the game from our homes. We and or have, at the live or casino the Fandle Sportsbook, Sportsbook. Or you know, could, when you and have a beer. I'm guessing they'll probably show it at the game day firehouse on Sunday when you stop by beforehand. So you could toast. The fans are, hundred, that the are not able to toast you back. Exactly right. Cutter and Ecuador playing the first game at 11 a.m. Who's more uncomfortable, me and my cousin Stuart on Sunday? Or the people or in the Cutter people that can't drink? I think I think that that is the answer, Stan. I think you're right. Everything else, and it's a busy weekend. Go to glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports, any highlights? Uh, on uh, Saturday night will be the 37th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony on HBO. So it, it already happened. They're just airing it. Oh, they're airing yeah, okay. it? Yeah, it did happen. And uh, there's only been a few videos that have come out from it that I've seen. Uh, they did an all-star. Like They normally do a big jam at the end of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. They did it for Jolene uh, because Dolly Parton oh, went in. And like Brandy Carlisle was part of it, and Zach Brown Band was part of it. It, the video that came out, the first Jolene's an amazing song. I mean, it's, it's great. It's an incredible song. Dolly Parton is. There was a moment when we were driving around in Wisconsin uh, where Nine to Five came on the radio, and Mrs. Clark did not was didn't know what it was, and I really was exploring irreconcilable differences. <laughs> I mean, Dolly Parton is her famous Christmas song is great, and she wrote the song. Which candy, the candy, the, candy. yeah, exactly right. Oh, I also like uh, she and Kenny Rogers did. You make this a Christmas to remember. I don't know why we didn't force her and Kenny Rogers to like just keep get making married, music. And yes, married. exactly right. Like I feel like that would have bettered the entire country if yeah. that had been the case. Love Dolly Parton, and yes, I I do look forward Still to seeing love Dolly Parton. Oh my God, didn't she's she, amazing. She just received yeah. This I was about award, to say two days ago, Jeff it, Bezos. How many gave million her a, dollars was it? A hundred million dollars for but for what? For because, humanitarian. Because oh well, she's uh, and you know I didn't know these stories. These started to come out. Where like Dolly Parton goes to like um, HBCU marching bands. And funds them, and nobody talks. Like it's. It says the the main thing for this award was in 2020. She donated one million dollars to Vanderbilt's coronavirus research, and then they oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Vaccine, she was very involved with the creation of the vaccine. We're thinking sure. of talking to Jeff Bezos to try and win, uh, or actually to Dolly Parton to get a. Yeah. Some type of grant, a charitable from her. donation. It's, charitable it's, donation. I think it might be our turn. I think yeah. that's the case. Love Dolly Parton. Love it. Not, not and that's not get, just if we get right. It, if not, we're, we're gonna, gonna get you some, uh, you know, cos, you know, uh, toothpaste. I love this. Cream. I love this you for know, the folks at Helping Up Mission. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. We're, I, we're working on. Thank it. you, Stan. Anything else? Uh, yeah. So, Disenchanted, the movie coming out on Disney. This Plus. is the Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. No, 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 no. no. This is that's spirited. that's spirited. spirited yeah, okay. that is that's spirited on Apple TV Plus, which is the Christmas Carol yeah. modern take. Disenchanted is the uh, the Enchanted sequel with Amy Adams and. Uh, it's not, that one's not going to be for me, though. <laughs> I'm, I, I liked Enchanted a lot okay. when I was a kid. Okay. So I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of excited. That movie about was it. sick. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, the people we hated hated the wedding. Uh, it's a movie on Amazon. Oh, uh, with Prime. what's her face? Alice and Janney. No, and the the the, the girl. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Kristen Bell, Alice and Janney. Uh, Kristen so Bell, that, who perpetually looks like she's twenty six. Like it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. My God. Uh, the Great British Baking Show Holiday, Holidays Edition. Sure. On Netflix. Okay. Um, and that is it. Nope is coming to streaming. It's going to be on uh, Peacock this weekend. Right, very good. I've not seen Nope yet, so I look forward. There to it. It's really good. By All the right. way. 
terrific uh, Netflix film that just got released, Where the Crawdads Sing. So I my, my mother-in-law was raving about it. Very good. Okay. I saw it in theaters. Over the, over the Another one, Stutz, a new Jonah Hill documentary. Oh, yeah. We so were talking good. about that the other so day. We Is that, that's a documentary. Yeah. So what's the picture of Jonah Hill in the promo for it? It's, he looks like well, it's like it's about a his relationship with with his psychologist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, I am going to spend time with God forbid this weekend. Finally, okay. I will finally get into that one about the uh, the Falwell. Good luck. The scandal. I will finally the spend some time. The, the, the Jerry Falwell scandal, oh. where they they were having sex with the pool boy or whatever, and and trying to be good Christian leaders and telling us about how <laughs> Donald Trump was the. Anyway, moral of the story. Being, I'm going to spend some time with that. Stan the fan. Um, you will be on with the guys tomorrow morning on the bat around, of course. Yep. Monday we'll be on with uh, Paul and um, Zach. And Zach. Yep. Tomorrow Zach's ten to noon. Zach, the bat around. Uh, yeah. Zach. Zach Goodman. Zach Absolutely. Goodman. Yeah. I've got so many Zachs in my life right now. All good. Um, Mike I'll be Bordick. on with them tomorrow. Mike Bordick Monday, and we're working on getting an old friend of ours. Got to get him up to speed on technology to make sure we can pull it off. Tom Strickler, a noted. Um, basketball recruiting guy okay uh he used to be part of my basketball shows like 25 30 years ago called him up and i said could you talk about these three players that maryland just signed yep uh and he said he could and then then it's been a disaster all right all right well he might be on all right we'll see how that goes we'll at, promote it at stan the fan if twitter is still around uh, yeah. by the time you listen to this that's how you can follow him Appreciate you, sir. We'll look forward to a lunch in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, thank, thank you for for making bad predictions. Thank you for that. Cannot wait. <laughs> like Mike uh, weaseling his Eat way. Eat something the day before, Mike. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costa Sin, the Baltimore area Chick Fil A restaurants. Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, and your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com, where the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can get the perfect, to- to- eh, the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer Is it today. also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com? PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. All right. Uh, uh, make sure you join the boys in the morning for the bat around. They'll be talking baseball 10 to noon. We'll be back on Monday. I'll be with you at halftime on Sunday for the uh, Project Game Day halftime show and then post game over on 105.7 The Fan. Uh, follow Micah on Instagram at Micah.Ernest. Follow Griffin on Twitter at Griffin underscore Bass. We're Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Oh, I didn't thank uh, Stevie Daniels and Bruce Feldman. We'll get all that up at the Greatest Hits section of the Arch. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Have a great weekend. Uh, go all the local teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today's show with segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Calais Campbell from earlier this week. Have a great weekend. Segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. We are at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Rita and Glenn, Tyus and Calais Campbell. All right, so I know now that I, for the rest of my life, have to hate slit film turf. And I promise you, I hate slit film turf. Dot death to slit film turf. You didn't even know <laughs> no. what it was yesterday. <laughs> What is slit film turf? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, there's like three different types of turf that you have out there. 
Uh, all of them, we prefer grass over turf. I don't care, you know, all of them, all, most players always want grass over turf. But uh, over the last, like, 10 years, there's a bunch of data being collected. And really, if you look at the data prior to the last two years, there was a big distinction between all turf and all grass. But then in the last couple of years, injuries on grass have went up. So on two of the turfs, it's pretty much close to the same. You can't really see a big difference. But on slip film turf, you see a huge difference. And so the NFL acknowledged that the slip field turf should be removed, but they didn't want to mandate it to the teams. You know, which I guess is business. You don't want to tell other business people that you do, you're your business partners, you have to do something. So they said, we'll leave it up to them. But I feel like if it's about protecting players, maybe we should be able to yeah, say you have investment. to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the NFLPA standpoint. You know, yeah. we're like, yo, like, you know, I mean, this is, we're partners in this business as well. We're your partners as well, and we want to be protected. You know, so we're, we're, we're demanding that you change and get rid of all the slip film turf that you acknowledge is, is very, very bad for us. It doesn't feel like that's that hard. Like, what am I missing here? Nothing like, at all. Before we did a media blitz too, we went through like a lot of questions. We, we asked like, how long does it take to replace it? You know, uh, are, are there, is there enough uh, different types of turf to replace it? Uh, that could be done immediately. And so they went through and did a, you know, uh, met with the partners that we use for other types of surf, and they have it in stock right now, ready to go. It can be changed in a few days, which to me is like, you know, mind-blowing that it hasn't been done already. Let's get it done, man. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And like, every time we played in New York this year, you know, you just, you say extra prayer before you go on the field because you know that turf, you know, you're, you know, I forgot what the exact percentage is, but it's like 20% more likely to get a non-contact injury. You know, you go to New Orleans and it's like, man, like right after we got the information, I'm like, oh, we're gonna play New Orleans the next week. And I'm like, ah, oh. you know, like yeah. this is killing me, you know, but it is what it is, you gotta play. So, you know, just, you know, pray that, you know, it will be safe. And then now we have the game at the end of the year against the Bengals and hopefully it'll be changed by the time we play against them, but we'll see. Man. So basically man. you like playing at home. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the best place. Well, it's because the fans get to be there, you know, that always makes it just, that much more special. Well, we always we're everywhere. You know that, right? The flock, the flock will travel <laughs> for you guys. Will. Yeah, we, yeah, sure we appreciate will. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we can make an away game a home game real quick, but I understand that playing in that type of surface is definitely something that is beneficial to you guys. And I also saw you, Tyus, say thank you, Ravens. Um, in regards to the turf as well, yeah. because an article came up yeah. about um, one of the, the NFL, um, the league directors or something was saying something about the turf and you was, it appeared to be very happy with your home team <laughs> I definitely using was. real grass. I really was because I feel like we invest so much in our players and they understand that we are what helps this team thrive. We are what helps this team make money. So why not take care of the guys that's helping us do that? And for them and how well they stay on top of the grass where we'll have two games, you know, back-to-back -back or whatever it is, and then we'll have a away game. But then you come back that following week at home, you see a whole new, you know, field of grass. And it's like, man, they actually care, you know, to make sure that we're safe out there. So that's why I say thank you because guys like me take notice of that, especially with my injury and what I go through and know how that affects me on the field. So mm -hmm. for them to go and do that, that's why I say thank you, Raven, because they actually care. And I hope, you know, other teams are able to see that and make those efforts, like you said, to change and do what's right for their players that's helping this league make money, you know, to keep them safe and keep the superstars, keep the role players, everyone safe on the field. 
Seems that simple. It seems that it simple. It seems that simple, but for whatever reason, man, it's not the it's case. Crazy, man. Um, uh, by the way, today's show also brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. You'll save $100 on your order. You guys get to see an old friend or an old foe, I guess, on Sunday. Tyus, you've had some good memories against Baker Mayfield. You had one yeah. of your more remarkable interceptions. I did. Against Baker Mayfield. I did. think I'm, maybe we can make that like two? On I'm, sh- I'm sure we can. If he, wanna, if he decide to throw the ball my way, I'll definitely go and catch it. <laughs> you know? uh, tell me about Baker. Tell me about I, – I, he's a guy who's been maligned, obviously, but mm-hmm. you guys have had some good battles over the years. Yeah, man. I mean, I respect this guy. Played against him in college. And just to see what he's been doing to this point, man, you got to respect this guy, regardless of what people think of him, how he's been playing. This guy's professional. He's a number one draft pick. He's a Heisman winner. He's proven himself, and you got to respect that at the end of the day. And that's what I do with anyone that I'm on the field with. So to be able to match up with this guy again, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, looking forward to just being back on the field with my guys and going out here trying to get a win for us. One of the things that I remember when you had Marlon on, remember we talked about a player that the trajectory was different than what we thought. And Baker was his guy. Baker Uh was a guy that he really thought. He even said at one point, like, I really thought that the Ravens was going to try to get him. I wanted him to be a Raven. He really loved Baker Mayfield, which is very interesting, to say the least. But he was very high. Uh, on Baker. So, uh, you know, Calais, do you feel the same way? Obviously, you know, he had dealt with an injury after the trade, and we saw P.J. Walker, who now is dealing with his own injury. So I I personally feel like Baker has a slight vendetta, number one, because he kind of got demoted, and number two, because this is now his old rival. And it could be his last chance. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I say, um, you know, I respect him, always have, you know, um, anytime I played against him, you know, I mean, he, he put up 42 points against us one time or, you know, whatever this, I mean, he put up over 40 on us on our defense, so I think it's pretty good. Mon- Monday night? Are we talking Monday night? Yeah, I can't remember what game it was, but, you know, just knowing that, uh, that he's able to put up the kind of yeah. points, you know, so, you know, at any given time, you know, he can go off. You know, yeah, consistently he hasn't, you know, you know just been where everybody thought he was going to be, but he's had moments of brilliance. And, you know, this is NFL, and after being – demoted and having to sit on the bench for a little bit and then get another opportunity, that does something to guys, you know. I mean, depending on who you are, what kind of dog you got inside of you, if, um, you know, you know, if I got demoted, you know, I'm going to come back when I get my next opportunity, I'm going to give it everything I have, I'm going to leave everything on the field, pour my heart out. And so, uh, you know, I expect his best. I expect him to come out and give it his best shot and we're going to have to beat him because we know when he's when he's at his best, he's a tough, he's a tough uh, challenger. No doubt. All right, last thing this week, this is our last show before Thanksgiving. So the one thing, like everything else goes away, the one thing you've got to have on Thanksgiving, the one thing you've got to be able to eat, and I know you guys have to work, I know it's a little bit different, but the one thing you've got to be able to eat Thanksgiving weekend is, mm, 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 Clayus? Yeah, see, uh, it's not traditional Thanksgiving food, but my mom makes uh, this, uh, it's like a family recipe, it's called the Icebox Pie, it's like a banana cream cookie pie, but it's just, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty strict with my calories. I don't eat too bad most of the time. I have, like, little cheat meals and stuff like that. But uh, for, for Thanksgiving, I got to make sure I load up on a couple. Your mom wouldn't want to come out in two weeks for the next Tyus Bowser show. <laughs> <laughs> and also, can you please send me your meal plan so I can lose a couple pounds? Thank you very much. Tyus, one thing, one thing. That's it. 
I'm a big dressing guy, so if I can find some good dressing, I'll be good. Got one for you. My girlfriend over there, she makes some good cornbread really? dressing. I told her to make me some for Thanksgiving, so she better make me some. I'm she put some up. sage sausage in there. Yeah, it's good. I'm, a, I'm, I'm for real. I'm going to hit right. you up. I'm get, yeah, <laughs> you, I got you. You're you making it, right? You yeah, gonna, I, put right on, I put it on the spot. Because right. hey. I asked her to make me some, so I'll give you a taste because okay. it's good. Right, hey, what's the difference between stuffing and dressing, though? Nobody knows. Nothing. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody. One is in the turkey and one is not. Correct. It's literally the difference. It's irrelevant. It's the same thing, man. Yeah. What we do? We're trying too hard. <laughs> All right, make some noise one more time. Tyus Bowser, Calais Campbell. Yes, Calais, is there anything we can plug for you, bro, that you got going on? Anything we can, you're, you mean, you've obviously been so involved in so many things over the years. Can we plug anything for you? I mean, I got a turkey giveaway coming up uh, on Monday next week, you know, which will be fun. But, I mean, we have you know, everything we need, volunteers, all that stuff. So it's really just, uh, you know, I mean, living one day at a time, trying to enjoy the ride and making sure that this season is, uh, I live, I live, I'm emptying the tank, giving my all, and uh, just go to battle with my boys every day. Love it, man. Love it. Tyus, love you, bro. Appreciate you. So happy we got to talk about you being back out on the field, yeah. man. That Appreciate you. Appreciate meant everything in the world. Hey, thank you to all, everybody who came out tonight. Thank you to PressBox, to 105.7 The Fan, to Great Eights Memorabilia. Don't forget, great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. Find out more about the bowling and skating events they're doing for Rolling for Santa in December. Ginsu Kamado Grill, our friends at Maryland Vascular Specialists, greatly appreciate them. Man, Mother's North Grill and Timonium, thank you for having us out. In two weeks, we will be... At the other mothers. We're going to the other side oh, of town. Oh, yeah, two baby. Weeks from tonight. Federal Hill. Rita, I, uh, no, we're going to the one. We're going down to, we're going down to Anne Arundel County. We're going down. Oh, we're going yeah. down, down. Yeah, okay. we're going nice, down that one. Right? I'm sorry. Mother's Peninsula girl. Looking forward to it. Uh, Rita, we will see you on Sunday. See you on Sunday. For the Baltimore Game Day Uncensored Post Game Show. For Rita, for Tyus, for Calais. I'm Glenn. This has been the Tyus Bowser Show.